Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Here we can do whatever we want. <laughs> oh. Love knows no season, love knows no climb. Romance can blossom any old time. Here in the open, we're walking and hoping together. <laughs> Together. Get out of here. Together. <laughs> Sleigh bells ring, you sons of guns. Merry Christmas, Glass Cannon Nation. The tradition continues. <laughs> had a bad feeling about what was going to happen. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't say anything. Uh, when yeah. We've been sitting here for the last hour. I thought that my red and green lights would give it away, but nobody said anything. I said, I'm just going to be quiet. I'm going to throw a little hanky over this and get right into it. Uh, Sydney and Kate, you may not know, this is a long-standing tradition that I open all November through December episodes of our shows with Christmas tunes, because Christmas celebrating begins on November 1st in the Valley House, and in the houses of all those who share the joy of Christmas in their hearts. <laughs> I it's, forgot about this. I forgot about Troy's obsession with Christmas and his Hallmark movie obsession with Christmas. I'm pretty ah. deep. And his unique ability to take something joyful and beat it into the ground <laughs> until no one else can love it the way he does. Tape I, of Ducks has an alternate opinion. Tape of Ducks thinks Christmas season starts December 15th. Troy, oh, your thoughts? Oh, that is, I feel bad for that. Human. <laughs> and I use that term lightly. Uh, that is bad or that is disgusting. You know, there was a time in my life. When I started celebrating on Black Friday, there was a time when I started on December 1st, and I was a fool. I'll admit, I made mistakes when I was younger. The greatest decision I've ever made was starting to celebrate on November 1st. You take something that is so great and it make it last longer. I'm already, I'm listening to Christmas music every single day. I'm watching Hallmark every night. I finished a 550-piece Charlie Brown Christmas puzzle over the last three days, just drinking my coffee. 
doing a puzzle, laugh. Because you know the other person who loves Christmas as much as I do? My now four-year-old son. Yeah. Uh, who listens to Christmas music <laughs> all year long. Uh, so we're just having the time of our lives. It is the best. It is the best. First At least you admit that you've adapted your own sensibilities to that of a four-year-old. When I was four, <laughs> I listened, I watched and listened to the same thing over and over and over and over again until, the, until everyone else in my life hated it as well. I performed that you service were, yeah. for my parents. You were happier. I bet you you were happier then than you are now. I probably know, was. Uh, <laughs> about the sad things that happened in life. And Matthew also age. doesn't do anything like that anymore, particularly uh, when it comes to any of the original Star Trek films, any of his favorite episodes mm-hmm. of Star Trek. He doesn't watch those over and over again in the green room on the road, driving everyone crazy. That's once a month. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's only once a month, Jeff. <laughs> when I was four, I watched those movies every day. <laughs> yeah. uh, Troy, I gotta say, uh, I'm really impressed yeah. with the hat. It's a really good hat. You like this hat? It does I mean, have is a nice it like ball hang? Yeah, it's a really good <laughs> ball hang. Thank you. Nobody ever says that. Thank you. <laughs> Can't you uh, say that? It actually, it actually is a uh, a snapback. Check it out. <laughs> oh, of course, that's awesome. Just the little Santa hat. Wow. I also think it's hilarious that you do have it's to wear your headphones Santa. over it, which is funnier. It's just way fun. Yeah, it looks ridiculous. You look ridiculous. It's very uncomfortable. Look at Skid though, getting into the getting into the holiday spirit. Holiday spirit. That's how you do it. See, you can't beat him. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. <laughs> I'm not I've afraid. To- I just feel like I was a little bamboozled because I mentioned the red, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, we're doing red tonight," mm-hmm. and no one corrected me. So I feel tricked into looking like I was in on it. Also, another question: When do you stop celebrating? You don't strike That's me as someone who question. stops the day after. No, I tried. I try to make it last until Little Christmas, which is January eighth. Uh, but it never. It, pretty much right around the time we finish Gordon Ramsay's Beef Wellington on Christmas dinner, is when I start getting unfathomably sad. And I will then continue watching Hallmark movies until uh, New Year's Day, when all of a sudden at ten p.m. instead of another Hallmark movie, The Golden Girls comes on, and I want to crawl into a igloo and die. Hey, that's a great palliative. <laughs> Golden Girls. Not when you're yeah. watching it. No, man. When you, because I'll start. I mean, I'll watch them all day long if I'm not working. I have them on in the background when I'm not listening to Christmas tunes. And then it's like eight to ten. There's one. Ten to twelve. There's one. And then I'll start watching the midnight one. And then when it gets close to Christmas, I'm up till two watching that one. And so when you get that, when you don't get that ten o'clock movie on January first, and the fucking Golden Girls comes up, it's just sad. <laughs> it's really, really sad when you've been doing it. For 55 days straight. But, is it the but, Golden Girls Christmas episodes? You know what? I That would be that would be fine. It is not. <laughs> it is a random Golden, Go- Golden Girls episode. Whatever they Wait. finished. Uh, yeah. Why Why does the Golden Girls come on? That's one of the Hallmark has it on It's the regular schedule. Oh, oh. It goes back the to the regular schedule. The normal programming, the which is, includes yeah. Golden Girls. Okay. January 1st, Troy, you have to change the channel because January 1st, is when they play the Twilight Zone marathon. Are yeah. you daft? <gasps> wow. Well, you know what Good Hallmark question. started doing is they they started making movies for other uh, holidays. So there are like New Year's uh, stories oh. and there's Valentine's movies, and, but they only do those on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So if it doesn't time up mm. exactly, you just 
you're lost. You're lost at that point. So yeah, no, I, I, I try. I mean, I've, I've talked to my wife ad nauseum at this point. I'm like, this, we've got to figure out something we can do on December 26th to keep the spirit alive. Maybe, maybe we save a present for each day after Christmas. I know exactly <laughs> what you can do, out. Troy. I don't like your suggestion. I haven't even heard it. This brings joy to millions of people, tens of millions of hundreds of millions of people across the world on December 26th. Become a fan of professional soccer and you can watch the Boxing Day matches. Oh, that's, that's man, point. that's a long yeah. shot. Look at, did you see? He got nauseated, I think. <laughs> he oh, got more sad. Oh, oh, he's going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Winter Classic is fun. I think they're they're playing uh, in Boston this year. That'll be nice. But yeah, no, it, it, that's why I have to start on the first because I get 55 days. That's like a fifth of the year. It's great. Anyways, I could talk about this forever. Kate, you a big Christmas fan? Do you like Christmas? Yeah, it's like fine. <gasps> like, so no, just say no. Just say no. <laughs> no, I don't not like. I feel like because you like it so much, it does not diminish the fact that I just like it. That's what do okay. you like better than Christmas? Yeah, do you like Halloween. anything? <laughs> yeah, baby. Okay. Dude, so, okay, we have my, a pagan. We have a I pagan. I took my first trip um, to a home goods. I've never been to a home goods. Oh, with my mom. And I was like, Mom, you got to focus. Go in there. We're just in there for like bathroom stuff, like a bathroom rug and some towels, and then we're out because these places stress me out. The second I walk in, all of the Halloween stuff is 50% off. There's tiny little bats you can put in your lawn. And there was a skeleton with a sombrero on, and he was playing a guitar, and he was half off. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm a Halloween person. I'm a Halloween person. All this stuff is so cool. Kate, that's, that it makes me so happy because one of the things I like to do when I visit my mom, we have a tradition. We literally go to a home goods and we always have a joke where we're like, we're not going to buy anything. And then we go in and it's, oh, Halloween. We just did it close to Halloween before. And we both would just walk around and be like, Look at this pumpkin. It's like really sweaty talking about it. I'm like sweaty now. There's too much shit in that store, though. I will admit you do feel the full effect of capitalism when you walk in because you're like, how much Halloween stuff can one fucking person have? Are you going to sell all this? It's also it's also an amazing store in that it's like it's all kind of like theatrical. So everything looks amazing from afar. And when you get up to it, it's all garbage and how it's made. So it's cheap. Which is like amazing. So like it looks amazing and then it's made real shittily so that you can afford it and actually just walk out with it. Uh, it's it's a pretty remarkable place. Home, like I Wayfair. Say. Yeah. Everything yes. on Wayfair looks great. I'm like, what? It's 79% off? It comes in 18 boxes, full right. styrofoam. And you look at the wood the wrong way and it splits. <laughs> it's garbage. It's good for like staging houses. Yes, then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hiding that later. Yeah, like Arrested Development for the, the show. Mm-hmm. You lean <laughs> on it and it just falls stuff. over. Just yeah. knocks over. Sydney, uh, hmm. Christmas. You, big Christmas fan or you're uh, middling? Mm, I grew up, uh, my dad was Jewish and my mom was Christian. So mm-hmm. I got the best of both worlds as a kid. Meaning I am not religious at all, but I got to celebrate all the holidays. So I don't know. I like Christmas because it's one and done. I'm like, Hanukkah, they drag that shit out. I'm like, come Mm. on, eight days. That's too many. Um, But hey, calm down, Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Seriously, though. Seriously, though. Hey, we're on a stream. Let's all just say, hey, Kanye, if you're listening, stop. Yes, stop. We don't like 
what you're doing. <laughs> you're being yeah. or Kyrie Irving saying. too. Both you guys just, just cut it. Stop. Ow. Stop. Both of you. Come on. I'm glad we made that public announcement. Anyway. Can you imagine if that worked? Yeah. That was the tipping point. It finally happened. Yeah. You know what? Nobody on my staff ever just said would you just stop? If that works. The next stream, I'm calling out Elon. I'd be like, Elon, can you fucking chill out? Can you stop? <laughs> Give Twitter back. It's not nice. Uh, I love I love Christmas. And yeah. I, I feel the same way you do, Troy. I love mm. holidays. I like getting, I like making food. I like celebrating with people. Yeah. Um, and then I get horribly sad as soon as everyone leaves. And I have to like undecorate. You know, uh, and clean oh, up yeah. the wrapping paper, you know, and burn it in the wood stove. Uh, but yeah, I do. I definitely do love Christmas. I think as long as it's easygoing, I don't like big gatherings. I'm glad I don't have a huge family. That would stress me out. Do you guys do that? Do you like now that you have kids and stuff, too? Is it like the cousins and the brothers and the sis and everybody has to get together? Or are you like we do it alone? Um, well, Christmas Day, we do it alone with the kids and where our families are nowhere near. We kind of like December is just nonstop because it's like now we're visiting this parent. Now we're visiting this parent. Now we're doing this because you want to get everything done. And, um, you know, I have this idea in my head. Like when I grew up, my cousin, like Christmas runs in my family. Like everyone is just nuts about Christmas. And so I have a cousin who would host like Christmas night at her house and so every all that side of the family would go over uh, on Christmas night, which was so great because Christmas night tends to be that letdown. So you'd have that party at the end. But now that I uh, don't live there anymore, we don't get to go. And, you know, until we had kids, we would like take turns for Christmas Day. We'd spend it with my folks and then we spend it with Sam's folks and we kind of switch back and forth. But now that we have kids, it's like, well, we'll see you guys in December. That's Christmas. <laughs> and uh, You don't get to go. So is the co- that was the cousin like once you move out of the Commonwealth, you are no longer <laughs> invited. <laughs> no, I mean, I'd have to drive four hours on Christmas to go to that party. And I've, I, I've considered it. I thought you were a fan of Christmas. Troy. I am, but not. <laughs> Sitting in the car for four hours on Christmas Day, ruining my child's Christmas, my children's Christmas. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that Christmas is already like my favorite thing in the world. It always has been. And then you have kids on top of it. And it is just the fucking best. Anyways, I'll be talking about this all month. um, And I'm getting really hot in this hat, so I'm going to change out of it. (laughs) But uh, I'm excited to be here. I was feeling pretty shitty um, because everybody's sick in my house full of cheer. And it finally hit me, but uh, I was like, you know what? The best medicine is playing with this group. Yes. Tonight! Yes! What a group we have here. Um, where, where did we even fucking begin here? Sydney, you haven't been around in a, in a month. Yeah. God, yeah. Yeah, two eps. Dang. And you've been listening to every episode, though, right? And taking copious notes. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, you guys are always surprised. Like, even for Legacy, I had missed an episode and I Skid emailed me and I was like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I just listened to the last one. And Skid was like, oh, you did? And I'm like, <laughs> shocked. Pleasantly shocked. But yeah, Perfect. I was I was saying, I love Kate's character. Uh, I love that I didn't have to die. Um, that's an awesome thing. Yeah, yeah um, that's definitely guaranteed to be <laughs> something that happened. Um, great. All right. So why don't you do the recap of last week's episode? <laughs> Take it to the recap. Take it to the recap. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you. Creepy girl shows up. Baba Yaga little girl shows up. 
uh, chicken finger, chicken hands, chicken and fingers. <laughs> chicken fingers. Would you like some chicken fingers? Snacking. <laughs> Uh, Suki gets uh, taken and Xantar they're like in the crowd of everybody and they're like whoa 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 and all the frog people uh, are attacking incorporeal frog people attacking and the group runs finds the witch uh, who is Kate and they run and they're like we gotta get that statue so they're going after the statue but Rutro the big skull heads show up they're also Mm. quite bad um, everybody gets pretty hurt. Joe has a great idea, and Atticus makes everybody invisible. And they're like, this will definitely solve our problems. Thank you, Sydney. It didn't work. <laughs> and <laughs> he tried his dang best. Everybody was dying. Uh, Ethel tries to grab the statue and fly upward at max speed over and over again every round. That was a great idea. It didn't work. Uh, and then Bogrug showed up, and it was like, well, now we're dead. And uh, wouldn't you know it, that is what happened. Everybody died, because the old one came and just slaughtered. It's a pretty good recap, Sydney. Thanks. In fact, that's a bottle cap worthy recap. Right there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Time in off-air bottle yep. cap. Start the show with two caps, because damn it, that is dedication to the craft. Also notice how she didn't, she managed to convey the facts and yet didn't have to insult us in the process. <laughs> well, she did make Joe feel bad, which I Sorry, was Jeff. happy about. So, and that's partly the reason she got the bottle cap. the bottle cap. Yes, hence the bottle <laughs> that's why cap. she got the bottle cap. <laughs> Knowing that Joe was hurt. Was I could see she I hurt my friend, <laughs> and I was so happy with that. I'm going to reward her with our version of a doggy biscuit. <laughs> Good job, player. Um, yep, that's it. That's the recap. And obviously we don't know the fate of Xantar uh, and Suki. Until now. Shuck up, gunk a snoo. <laughs> While Atticus and Aldo and Ethel and their new friend Eris are rushing past all these destroyed bodies up the staircase to fight Bokrug, we come back to this party where people are just stampeding over each other to get away from the impending doom that they're hearing about outside. Water rushing over uh, the uh, the city walls to destroy the city, and you're being pulled back into this crowd, and you're kind of like trying to, like a salmon fighting upstream, trying to get, but every time you do, you get pushed back even further, and you kind of realize that the easiest thing to go, do is to just go with the crowd, because actually going against it to try and join your friends is going in the direction of the danger but it's not but a couple minutes as you guys remember the uh, coconut grove story uh I'm, I'm 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 probably paraphrasing this but i think it was a rock club in like florida obviously florida and i think it was called coconut grove and there was a fire inside and everyone rushed the doors to get out of the fire but what happened is they got to the doors and the doors only opened inward yes and so everybody oh. fucking died um, because they couldn't push out and it started a, a rule where doors had to go both ways something like that mm. again i may be paraphrasing this but this is the exact same thing that happened because this happened technically before the coconut grove disaster in uh, earth 1 um, so sarnath didn't know 
the door should go both ways. So you're just being pressed up against this as people are like trying to like climb up, grabbing onto like uh, like banners and stuff, trying to climb up to the balcony. People are falling over the stairs. It's a big mess, and you're thrown into this throng. You very quickly lose Xantar, and then you hear a thunderous clap, like the sound of stone splitting, and you look over in the distance as you see that seawall, that largely unadorned wall uh, that you guys certainly uh, realize after some talking to some guests. Oh, that's the seawall. You see it just split in half and water begin to pour into the room. And just before the water washes over you and the entire crowd, you see fucking Godzilla walk into the room and just start plucking people out and eating them, plucking people out and eating them. And as you're fighting to hold your breath in the water before you suffocate, the last thing you see is this large, meaty claw with this huge face with tentacles dripping, reaching out towards you and the group around you. And you wake up on the boat as well. Troy, thank you for including the Coconut Grove story because I felt like that really just, it really added a level of naturalism and realism to our understanding of the of the crush there. Unfortunately, the chat is pointing out the true fact that the Coconut Grove was in Boston and not Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I know about it. It does sound like a Florida place, though, doesn't There's it? Such My aunt a lived fine in Coconut line. Grove. It's a neighborhood in Miami. My aunt used to live Oh, there. that's what I'm thinking. But it was actually a club in Boston. <laughs> yeah. well, that's a fine line between Boston man and Florida man. They're Five so dollars. similar. Yeah. Well, you're welcome, Matthew. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, chat. Thank you, chat. Matthew will be starting today with zero vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Worth the it. Worth it. The chat, however, has one. Um, you wake up. And you are alone at the bottom of this boat. You start to look around and you see uh, Xantar is nearby. That's the first person you see. Okay, so maybe you're not alone, but he looks comatose. And then you look over in the direction where there was like a brig, a small little prison, and see that it's gone and its inhabitant is gone. And there's just this like chunk of land there where a brig once was. Look at your hands. and They're there. You feel alright. This was your first journey to the dreamlands, as far as we know. At least with this group. Maybe they told you about the dangers of dying in the dreamlands, but you feel oddly okay. And you hear footsteps above deck. She um, gets to her feet, tries to, like, get her bearings, realizes, whoa, okay, she's on a boat, like, feels, you know, the motion of the boat, um, and she brushes her hair back and realizes that she has been crying. It's just, like, crusted, you know, wet, salt tear, uh, and she kind of, like, rubs her eyes, and it's just fully, like, they were crusted. She had been clearly crying in her sleep, scared, something, and as she's wiping her eyes she's remembering what feels now like this horrible dream um and Bogrug like you know reaching like you said with the claw and she feels okay but at the same time not okay uh 
very weird. Very, very weird. Nothing like she's ever done before with her astral projection and stuff. Um, and she makes her way up because she really hopes she's not the only one who came back. She doesn't know if people die. Like, you come back? Does everybody come back? So she's going up, up to the top of the boat to check where everybody is. You go to the top of the boat, and as you start to walk up the stairs, you see that it's light out upside, uh, outside. And you walk up to the top of the deck, and people are milling about. You see the crew... You see some of these people that um, you were told were taken in when they uh, were saved from a boat. Um, so there's like a lot of people milling about, but the first person that you recognize that you've spent some time with is Ethel, who is just like sitting uh, near the uh, the edge of the boat, and it, he looks exhausted, bags under his eyes. I can understand that. I'll be I'll be uh, methoding my way into that uh, <laughs> that particular detail. Do your best, Matthew. So you can Hi. Sounds- oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, you die. You die in there too. I believe that's what happened. Yes. Did you die as well? Yeah, I got blasted by a giant lizard. Oh. I saw that too. It. Oh, sorry. I feel a little um strange. I'm. Uh, is everyone okay? Everyone's okay. Um, Are you okay, Ethel? You seem so. Uh, physically, got all my fingers and all my toes, and uh, yeah. I don't know that I'm ever going to sleep again, but, uh... <laughs> Minor detail. <laughs> Other than that, how are you? Hmm. Strange. I feel a little odd, but I, I think okay. I, I'm not sure that I even died. I think I drowned. Uh, I lost you, though. I, I lost everyone. I, I was swept away in the crowd. I'm I'm sorry. I feel like I didn't help. I I could have. I I well, I couldn't. Yeah. No. I think it's okay. I don't, I don't think there was any help to be helped. If you know, if you catch my meaning. Was that a god? Listen, this whole thing, a little bit over my head. Best I can understand. Giant lizard slept for a long time. Was kind of angry. We almost got away. This close, but then you know everything ended. Hmm. But here we are on a boat. Yes. The river is beautiful. All yes. I want to do is start whittling, but I can't manage to communicate that to my hands because I'm so tired. Could I... Could I see your hand? Sorry, lower. Just not in my face. <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> um, oh. And she is going to cast... Uh, I guess I could... What can I cast? I can cast uh, Restoration, and I'll cast it as a fourth level. Oh. So, oh. Really? 
Wow. So uh, I can reduce a permanent doomed condition. Excellent. Um, wow. I don't know if it actually helps you with your exhaustion. No, the exhaustion just uh, is from the the madness, but you can remove the sense of doom. That's and a that's great cloud on huge, yeah. huge. Consciousness. Yeah. Everyone else that slept last night, their doomed condition went down by one. So I think Aldo was doomed three. It's now doomed two. I don't know if anybody else was doomed, but Ethel was doomed one. But because he couldn't sleep and woke up fatigued, he would have remained doomed one until you did this. So you are no longer doomed. You know what? I suddenly feel, I don't know what you did, but I suddenly feel as if a cloud has been lifted. And though I'm utterly terrified of what will happen when I go to sleep tonight, I feel like the sun is shining. Sure, I'm going through a messy divorce, but (laughs) I have other skills. Maybe I'll find happiness again. Thank you. Thank you so much. It really wasn't anything. Um, sorry, I, I have a few questions, and I think I should ask, um, what were their names? Oh, Aldo and, uh, Atticus? I'll go with you. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like a cup of coffee? Wow, (laughs) you certainly are perky now. Uh, sure. No, a tea. Actually, water. (laughs) I will get all three and I'll meet you wherever they are. (laughs) Ethel goes to fetch you a cup of uh, river water. And tucks a a cup into the river. Um, (laughs) It's fresh brewed river coffee. Um, There's a lot of flavor. Try this. You look past him as he runs off and you see uh, Atticus and Aldo um, talking with a woman. A woman that is somehow familiar to you, and you realize that, like, as you were being pulled back and trying to see your friends, you saw this woman standing amongst carnage, and you think it might be that woman. And they're all um, sitting there or standing uh, towards the front of the boat, conversing with each other. What are you three talking about? And that's when I said. Where did he come from? Where did he go? <laughs> Nobody knows. And I think they called him Cotton Eyed Joe. <laughs> yes. It's oh, interesting. People I have long have... searched for the whereabouts of this Cotton Eyed Joe character. <laughs> that bit has legs from when we started recording at 7 o'clock. That was good. Uh, so yeah, you walk up, uh, Eris, and you hear them talking about some mysterious, uh, perhaps druid named Cotton Eye Joe. Someone in the dreamlands. <laughs> he, he went by Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he was a party. <laughs> <laughs> um, Atticus is talking about. I forget what it's called. The uh, n- um, night hag something. What is the the next thing that we need? It's called oh, the, uh, the Hearthstone heart Ambassador's Hearthstone. Ambassador, what what was the hag part? There's a hag part. There's a hag yeah. part. Um, it's uh, it's to Aldo. There's a hag part. I read it that the it was the Hearthstone of a specific hag, a like 
a witch, uh, a, a night hag. Um, fans of the Glass Cannon podcast may remember Ewiga uh, was a hag. Most famous uh, hag on the network. Most famous hag on the network. Uh, this is a hearthstone <laughs> belonging to a specific hag. Um, you've been reading about it now. Maybe you've gained some more information. Uh, I can't remember if I revealed this or not, but you would have found it um, by now. Uh, it is uh, uh, an ambassador and traitor of souls, a soul traitor named uh, Quiviandra. Um and in studying it, you find out like the normal qualities of a night hag's heartstone, um, but that Quiviandra's heartstone retains its magic for one month outside of her possession rather than one day. Whereas the magic of a normal heartstone, uh, if you take it away from its bearer, um, that magic only lasts for one day. Uh, Quiviandra's lasts for one month. Hmm. You're talking about this. You hear whispers of a night hag, cotton-eyed Joe, as you approach her. Pardon the intrusion. Oh. Ah. Eris, you're awake. That's not my name. Sorry. What, which one are you? Get you all mixed up. Suki. Suki, you're awake. You can call me Suki or Sarah if you prefer. Suki. Did you... Escape the great old one. No, I believe I died, though I'm not sure. I could have drowned, but I suppose that counts as dying as well. Hi, my name is Suki. Hi, I'm Eris, and she, like, reaches out her hand to shake your hand. And I don't know if you know this. (laughs) Maybe you do. But her hands have the textured chicken legs. She shakes it confidently. And shows no sign of feeling weird. She just shakes it and looks at you direct eye contact. (laughs) So professional. So So professional. (laughs) No one here looks me in the eye. Uh, She very secretly wipes her hand on the back of her (laughs) white gown. You don't. I don't think you know. No. Um, And she says. A stain of KFC grease. (laughs) (laughs) She says, pleased to meet you. I believe I saw you in my dream. Yes, yes, the dreamland. Um, I was there. I don't remember seeing you, but here I am here now. Uh, Don't quite understand why. Hmm. You're not from here. No, no, I'm... From far away. I'm, I'm from the Manoase, but I've been traveling, and I ended up in the dreamland. Um, for reasons that make people uncomfortable. Um, but I couldn't get out, and I didn't realize that if you die, you get out. I would have done that a long time ago if uh, I knew that's how you could get out. Fascinating. <laughs> Though I do believe if you die, you incur some sort of curse. Is that correct, Aldo? Uh, yes, according to our research and direct experience, that has proven to be true, yes. I do have a new fear of water. Oh. Oh. Perhaps. Well, that's not so bad, except must, considering that we'll be on a boat for quite a long time. You must be quite uncomfortable currently. I feel a little sick. I'm just powering through it, though, you know. Oh. 
Fix it so you make it. This is also interesting. I've... I feel giddy, but... Sorry, I meant to ask, did we fight a god? Is that our mission? To fight gods and die? All of a sudden, Ethel shows up with a coffee, tea, and water. Here you go! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ethel. You're welcome. No, Suki, our mission is not to fight gods and die. For that is what we'll do face to face with a creature like that. It was up to me we'd avoid them at all costs, but it seems they are going to interpose themselves in our plans. But we must try our best to to avoid them. And you can see, like, genuine fear in his eyes. I mean, this was the worst nightmare he's ever had. (laughs) (laughs) And he's had some nightmares. And he's had some nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Our mission is to get as many of these artifacts as possible and gain the favor of the Mad Poet. As far as I know, he is a creature of legend, but is no god. Mm. Isn't that right, Eldo? Well, I mean, it depends, I suppose, on your definition of deity. I mean, probably is he's worshipped as a god by some I myself as a committed atheist would deny that in either case uh, it's not anything you want to mess with I'll tell you that much perhaps a prophet would be a better translation Uh, some may worship him but perhaps he doesn't hold the power of the deities in either case our road lies through him Mm. and he needs these gifts I have another question. Do we know exactly how many gifts the Count got? Did he get all seven? Did the Yellow King tell us that? You do not know. Um, you know that he was seeking seven. Um, and it was the uh, Yellow King's recommendation that you get as many as you can. So, um, then, so then Atticus is going to say, As we track the Count, I... I cannot believe that he was able to retrieve that artifact in that place. It is not possible. It it is not. If he did, he is far powerful, far more powerful than us. Would it behoove us, then, to go into these sort of different dreams we enter with a sense of understanding that perhaps we cannot win all battles? Yes, it is a reality, and it is very practical. We must make our mission the retrieval of the artifact, even if some of us must fall. I myself fell as you did, and I feel that something is off, but I cannot explain it. Quick question. Um, I don't know about you all, but I uh, didn't get I didn't exactly get a lot of sleep last night. Uh, I had uh, a night terror uh, where I saw a moment from my life transform into the most nightmarish thing I've ever seen before. And um, does that kind of thing last, generally speaking? What did you dream about? Oh, just my ex-wife giving birth to a, a, a nightmare creature. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen in reality. No, no. 
How do you view your children? I love my children, and also they don't have tentacles and didn't try to kill me when they when they were born. How do you feel about your ex-wife? That's a complicated question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go again. Oh, she walked right into this. Perhaps, perhaps a question. You ever meet those people perhaps who just seem to glide over the earth? Oh, you don't want to hear about this now? Right. Perhaps a question for another time, Ethel. <laughs> I think everyone is a bit tired, though I am fascinated by... Recurring dreams and nightmares. Perhaps we could talk in depth about it. I could take notes. Uh, okay. Okay. Anyway, I think... I think that we should keep doing this, yes? I'd love to learn more about how you all go to and come back from the dreamland. Well, that was my first time. I've studied dreams and I've astral projected but I've never entered the dreamlands in fact I don't know it, it really excites me I'm, I'm sorry that you're having nightmares though Ethel but to die but not die is such an incredible feeling do you know what I mean no not in this case I think for it to be something that would result in your empowerment, even if you gave something up, would be exhilarating. I agree. But there's something about the dreamlands where it only takes away. It gives nothing. But correct me if I'm wrong. You're going to this poet to gain power. Is that not true? Certainly you must give to get. No, that is how the world by your works. Death. You gain the power by not dying is what I'm saying. There is no reward for such sacrifice. It is to be avoided, I feel like. He's like, just talking strangely. Mm. All fear is just like exuding out of him. Okay. And she looks at Aldo to see if Aldo is also acting. I mean, she's only just met these people, but like, yeah, everybody's acting a little weird. Ethel was acting weird. He's acting weird. How's Aldo up here? Or what do you look like, Aldo? Great. No. Oh. <laughs> Tip top form. I had a bit of a terrible dream, but I had beautiful night's sleep last night. <laughs> top of my game. Well, shall we prepare again? Yes. That would be great. I'd love to see how you yeah. do it. And did you say there's a way to exit without dying? Oh, indeed. Yes. There is. <laughs> love to know more about that. <laughs> yes. The best part about it is that it is... I think like like Harris was, like, mind-blown. All I had to do was die, and then, <laughs> and then, like, a few hours later, I was like, wait, you can get out without that? There's another way? <laughs> Perhaps we should focus on... Working on not dying. Can we all practice that? <laughs> How as to do that? Uh, it's not as, as easy as it is in the <laughs> in the real world. It turns out we've had a lot less luck of it in the dreamlands as we've had in real life. Mm. So easier said than done, but we are working on it. Huh. As you're standing there uh, catching up and conversing, um, Skywin sidles over. Um, maybe you see her looking from across the way and she comes over and 
says, well, this uh, group of yours is getting larger by the day, not unlike our crew. Speaking of which, um, tomorrow morning we'll be passing by a, uh, a little fishing hamlet in the River Kingdoms uh, called Vestonia. I think it would be a, uh, a good place to uh, offer refuge to these uh, men and women that we took from the Rasmiran Barge. Uh, the elders of that community are uh, wary of strangers, but they're simple folk, and I'm sure they'll... Uh, welcome them with open arms should they decide that that is where they would like to go. I've not felt um, right about leaving them anywhere, even De Bril, um, with all the problems in Galt, but Vestonia would be uh, as safe a place as any and perhaps open things up here on the uh, on the Starling a little bit. Alright? That is excellent news. Now is this uh, and that is because this place is, we think, rather peaceful. Safe. Very peaceful and very safe. And away from all of the the troubles that we've seen lately. Excellent. And they can always, uh, from there, decide to return to their families if they have any on their own time. But it's a good place to leave them without worrying about them getting immediately into trouble. So, uh, we'll be stopping there tomorrow and then uh, just continuing on our journey. Welcome, uh, welcome aboard. Looks to Neckmouth. Are you the captain? <laughs> I, I am, yes, I, uh... Hello, I'm Eris, and she reaches out to shake your hand. And she <laughs> does everything she can to keep her eyes up as she grabs this clawed chicken hand. Firm oh, shake yes. hand, eye contact. Yes, and she's a halfling, so she's looking up right past your Neckmouth. Um, yes, well, uh, you're... You're something, aren't you? What, uh, how did you meet this ragtag group of miscreants? I met them in a dream. Ah, uh, cool. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you kids. <laughs> Perfectly played. Perfectly played. Oh, cool. cool. All, right, All right, you kids, don't stay up too late. And uh, she takes up. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so the day, the rest of the day is yours. Obviously, it's it's very cramped conditions here. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll once again go to roll 20 to see the conditions of the cell and Starling are really out of control. Uh, so many people <laughs> here. Uh, and Xantar is still comatose, but look at all of them. Uh, imagine uh, 13 or so of them. Baker's dozen just take it off tomorrow. That would really free things up. Uh, Rebin and Gossa have been inconsolable uh, since Sir Julie's death. Um, and the uh, the cramped conditions have made things even worse. But with no plans for the night, it really gives you a chance to uh, dig into these books, and now you have uh, two more magic users uh, at your disposal to or perhaps help with this research. Um, some of it esoteric, much of it arcane. I think I said last week uh, that you were looking into books called... Um, I forgot the titles. Yeah, they were good titles. <gasps> they were good titles. Um, on cheese, on cheese, on the, cheese. The, the John Cheese story. Uh, I, it's uh, <laughs> atop the valley, soul, the falling silk, and in admiration of keeping packs. So if you're sharing <laughs> these 
around the, uh, the John downstairs, uh, you're reading about this and you find that, uh, this register of, uh, I think this catches perhaps Suki's eye, extra planar diplomats listing, uh, this night hag Quiviandra as an ambassador to the city of Diathleen, which is a, uh, a grim city of basalt and one of the dreamland's most notorious havens for vice. Hmm. Cool. Picking up on that, maybe uh, Eris, new to this little group, uh, finds a tome with like a, it's like a, it leads to this section that's like a little bit of a diary uh, brimming with rumors and in, in, in if you share it with, with Atticus and Aldo and the rest of them, it, it seems like uh, this Quaviandra has an unnecessarily large retinue of uh, personal retainers and uh, evidently an insufferably imperious manner and as she's, uh, you know, showing you this stuff that she found in the diary and you're reading about her, something seems so familiar about the way she's described, the way she comports herself, the way they, they physically describe her. And you think back to being in the caravanserai, Aldo and Atticus. And you remember walking into that room that was full of people and it ended up being a, a haunt that you escaped from. Mm. Um, but now you're like, wait a minute, I think this woman was in that room. And there was also a table full of ghouls. And there was also the idol of Bokruk was in that room. Oh. And so you think that like what you saw in that room in the caravanserai was a perhaps a collection of Lyle's memories being implanted in there from mm. the time he spent doing these dream quests. And so you've seen little flashes of the quest you've been going on. You saw little flashes before, and you try to think back as to what those other things were. But now you have, like, an image of what this night hag looks like. Huh. And you all go to bed with these thoughts in your head. Poor Eris, frightened one. Poor Ethel, fatigued one. Atticus, with a uh, cognitive dissonance, can't even cast a light spell without fucking it up. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't we try to go tonight? Uh, Because they're still not done your research. You have not learned the phrase yet. But you feel like with all this extra help, you're going to be able to make up for lost time. Wait, quick question, though. Yeah. Did Aldo... Aldo has Doomed 2, so then he woke up with Doomed 1, and now tomorrow he would wake up and be okay, yes? He was Doomed 3, they woke up Doomed 2, he'll wake up tomorrow Doomed 1. Can we he'll say... One more day of rest. Can we say that I cast Restoration on him yesterday, because I would have done that after talking to him about how he felt, so that For he sure. would wake up today with nothing? Absolutely, Okay. Yep. So let's just say she did that as well, she touched his hand. Right, um, Doomed. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. I feel as though a cloud has lifted over my over my visage. You are the second person who has said that to me today. That is so strange. Well, it's the strangest feeling. It's just I felt like the, the, slight, the touch of a feather and I'd be dead forever. And now I feel like I could go on for days. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. 
Thank you. You? You, um... You yourself, Suki, feel as if you died there. But don't, at least at the moment, feel plagued by any type of madness. Feel a little off. That's about it. I don't like what you're doing. <laughs> you're doing something bad. I don't like it. Look he's, at you. He's stifling his smile. I know. <laughs> he's got he's... a Christmas gift for you. <laughs> it's a surprise. Oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Hate it. You all go to bed, except for Ethel, who tosses and turns, having horrible, horrible night terrors. He just, uh, he cries himself to sleep, and then once he's asleep, he just starts shrieking at the top of his lungs. (laughs) (laughs) I had a roommate in college that had night terrors. Legit night terrors. He was a troubled young man. (laughs) And he slept in the, like, this was when we had an apartment uh, on campus. So he was the next bedroom over, but we shared a wall. And there were times that I woke up to him screaming at the top of his lungs. Like he was, not like he was being killed, like he was killing someone. <laughs> Just like, ah! Ah! like, like so guttural and screaming. And I'd wake up and be like, ah! and I'd be like, oh, that's just Moat having night terrors. <laughs> I thought the end of that I mean, story a man was screaming at the top of his lungs next to you. So weird. I thought the end of that story was going to be like, and that man's name was McD. <laughs> <laughs> you no, McD it. slept right through that shit. That's Ethel. Except this, it also feels like he's being uh, flayed alive. We wake up the next week, cut from Ethel screaming at the top of his lungs. We black out from there and we. Uh, we fade up on uh, the boat, slowly approaching this uh, peaceful fishing hamlet. It's a sign that says, Welcome to Vestonia. Um, you see um, some men. Is this, and, sorry, Troy, is this still, this yeah. is still in Rasmirin? Rez, you're outside of Rasmirin now. You're more in the River Kingdom. River Kingdoms now. Yeah, you're. you're oh, okay. Well, we're going. Wait a minute. I'm just trying to get the geography straight. So we were going. I may up, have fucked up. Up, up river from Resmiran. So we're le- away from Lake Encarthen, or we're going towards Lake Encarthen? We're going south. You're going south. Okay. So I fucked it up. I think is Vestonia north of Resmiran? Uh, I don't. I mean, the River Kingdoms are northeast of Resmiran. Okay. So, so I. I don't. All right. So I I made a mistake. Um. But it's a little fishing hamlet. Just forget that it's in. Okay. It's called Vestonia in the River Kingdom. It's okay. we're we're continuing south, south. Okay. We're, we're past uh, we're past the area of Galt, past Debril, which you should see on some of these maps, not all of these maps. Hey, which I have the fucking map. It's good. You got him. <laughs> yeah, nice work. Wrong. Where's look my bottle dumb, cap? Look how dumb he looks. Look, <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> well, you want to know the truth? I, they, in the book, I can't wait to hear the truth. They have you get rid of them earlier, but we were having so much fun with them. I just kept them. And so it says in the book that, you know, Vestonia is a great place to drop them off. So I just said, all right, it's time to get rid of them. It's time. Got it. Got it. Too many people on the boat. So I said, all right, Vestonia. And I forgot to look to see if it was south of where we are. Well, whoops, we passed Vestonia. Oh, no. There's actually two Vestonias. Uh, There's a Vestonia in the River Kingdoms, but this is the one. Uh, south of all of that. It's like Frankfurt. Uh, right. Yeah. Or Lexington. Uh, it's 
New York, mm-hmm. uh, Kentucky. Um, so yeah, you uh, stop in this the other Vestonia, and the the man at the dock says, uh, "Now are you sure this is the Vestonia you seek? Uh, most people know the one to the River King. I don't want you to, to dock your boat if you mean the other one." Yes, please let us off the boat. This is <laughs> the right, nice one. Right. Can you explain the uh, the provenance of this uh, of this interesting double name situation? Well, it's it's the there were there were these there were these two brothers and uh, they were both <laughs> last name was Veston and uh, they swore that they would they would build the greatest uh, port city little the hamlet fishing village. You don't let me town. off this boat right Come on, now. Yeah, we'll, bring, we'll bring you in. Anyways, they got into a big fight and they ended up making uh, cities and they said no, I chose the Vestonia name and the other one said no, I and they oh it was a whole thing. But uh, let me tell you something. This is a much better uh, fishing village. The fish are much more plentiful and uh, and less racist. <laughs> the most racist fish. Most racist fish. The other yes. Vestonia. You should know that the, the Vestonia to the north is the, the fish are all horrible races. <laughs> <laughs> Which was initially the uh, the beginnings of the fight between the brothers. Uh, anyhow, welcome. What's going on? And uh, Skyman's like, <laughs> uh, hello, good brother. Um, this is um, an odd request here, but I. I have a, 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 a large amount of people that uh, we saved uh, from a, uh, a Resmiran barge, actually, and you see them all stiffen, like, oh, Resmiran, Resmiran. Yes, I, I assure you, none of them are, are members of that faith. They, uh, they were simple fisherfolk, like you, Vestonians, uh, you original Vestonians, and they, um, they're just seeking uh, refuge somewhere. Some of them have families uh, to the north and, and all over, and I just haven't felt safe leaving them in Kionan or or Tabril, or, uh, of course, uh, anywhere near uh, Razmiran. Uh, would, would would it be okay for those that are interested to, to stay here? And the brothers uh, and sisters confer, and they say, all right, all right, they are, they are welcome here to the true Vestonia. Um, <laughs> the true Vestonia. <laughs> yes, um... Hopefully tolerant they have, fish. Yes, hopefully they have a taste. Oh, enjoy our tolerant fish. <laughs> taste for highly tolerant fish. You, you may fish of our waters, populated only by the most accepting and, and enlightened of fish. You've never tasted an open-minded salmon. Like you it has no home in these waters. Come, brothers and sisters, you are now all Vestonians now. And uh, one by one, nice. They start to leave the boat. Nice. And so you see, <sighs> you see. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Why don't we trade out some of the originals for some of the better named ones? <laughs> <laughs> and then, can we give OJ Simpson a job on the boat? Come on. <laughs> Sorry, well, workshop. You're being wedgie let go. goes. Wedgie one goes. Wedgie two goes. Uh, don't de- don't delete them. They're gone. They're gone forever. Dead uh, tooth. You want them back? <laughs> I'm sorry, they're, they're Vestonians now. Deadtooth couldn't get off that boat fast enough. Uh, Simple Syrup looked back wistfully as she she moved on. Uh, it felt like her and Dimples had something going on, and Dimples leaves with her. Um, the truth is stoic as ever. Uh, as he marches off the boat. Followed, There's an Andor-type series in her future. <laughs> followed swiftly by Finger Lakes and Basement Betty. 
scallywag is tearful in her goodbyes as she says, I'll remember you most of all, um, Fanny Preminger, <laughs> and leaves. And then Pancake and Chocolate Chip hop, hop off of the edge of the boat into the water and swim away. They're weird. <laughs> they were always weird. Wet knees can't help but shake his head at old Pancake and Chocolate Chip as they swim away. And then it's just down to, oh, Mrs. Fantastic. Uh, you realize that um, the edgelord <laughs> kind of was having an extramarital affair with this is fantastic. And he's like, it was, it was wonderful to meet you. I can't remember what my original voice was, but uh, were it not for you, we would still be in the belly of that barge serving those horrible priests. And even though I have a wife and children, I'm really into Mrs. Fantastic now. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stay here with these tolerant fish and start a new life. Should you travel back up the Selen and ever meet a uh, Janus Edgelord, <laughs> I died. I died. At sea. <laughs> and the Edgelord and Mrs. Fantastic leave, and then it's just O.J. Simpson. What about Porkchop, Spinny, Pedro, and Dinky? I'll have you know, they are original members of the crew. Yeah. They were not thralls. They're originals. And they're uh, upset that you would even say that. She <laughs> says, I just got here. I don't know who any of you are. <sighs> Dinky Fuss Tumble says. And OJ stands at the, uh, the little walkway to get off the boat and no. says, No. No, OJ. I, uh, I should probably go. No. I, I must not. Uh, what, what use am I here? I'm just, you are you I'm are the only line. one. You are the only one we trust to properly test new party members. <laughs> they arrive on the boat. How He's are we bruised. to know who to join? He's got his, his arms in a cast. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a, his head's wrapped. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm really tired. And... <laughs> You guys put me through a lot. I, I, maybe I could just go to this little, this little fishing village and, uh, and then make my way back to my lovely wife. I take her out to dinner. There's this little restaurant nearby. She's got a friend that's a waiter there. <laughs> she always says we sh- I should go check it out. God, you think I should? You think I should stay with you? What's in it for old OJ? What's in it for the juice? OJ, OJ, we'll double your pay. You're invaluable to us. I currently make nothing. Well, there we go. Well, triple double that. It. Triple it. <laughs> triple. Quadruple if you like. No, I'm not greedy. Let it be known that the Jews ain't greedy. I'll take triple nothing. And I'll stay with you. <laughs> yeah. Any <laughs> limps back Charlie, the Captain, boat. there is something we could find for OJ to do on the boat. Skywin says, OJ, you've proven to be a... Uh, a resilient young man. There's always room on my crew for someone with your heart and experience. Come on! And uh, she walks down the the ship with her. OJ's part of the crew now. Uh, All right. So Yay. At least for now, he limps and then uh, hits a something, <laughs> trips and falls off the edge. Oh! <laughs> I'm having a great time because it's kind of like watching Troy play with dolls. <laughs> like you're moving these little pawns around your legs and they're talking back and forth. 
<laughs> this one dies. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> I just noticed there's two Ethel Mermans on here too, which is kind of fun. Ooh. Oh, that's creepy. You guys seeing two Ethels? Yeah. That's what Ethel's, yeah, I mean, that's what the Ethel's other, Night Terror was about. It was doppelganger. It would fit the current naming convention if one of your NPCs was named Ethel Merman also. <laughs> oh, wait. I think, is one Ethel supposed to be Suki? I'm not even on the boat. I think so. Let me put you on there. There's Suki. Hi. And then this Ethel says, see ya. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Look at how much more room we have on the boat now. This That's great. great. We needed that. So much room for activities. <laughs> <laughs> and so you take off from New Vestonia and you wave at everyone. You see pancake and chocolate chip frolicking at the edge of the shore as the rest of them are just waving at their, perhaps their new home or perhaps they'll go back to their old lives. You may never know. And you continue on. That night, you're poring over these books again, trying to figure out this past phrase. I mean, it's taken you, on average, six to eight days, give or take. Anytime you dig into these books, you're three days in, and you feel like you're very, very close to understanding the phrase that you'll need to get there. In fact, Atticus and Aldo, having done this a few times by now, you feel confident that within the next 24 hours, you could have this phrase. Right. Tomorrow night. It's the night. Prepare yourselves. And you go to sleep. And you wake up again to sounds of Ethel screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Ethel! What's wrong? What did you dream? Perhaps your dreams could offer us some vision into what lies ahead. Speak. I dreamt. I dreamt of a strange land I'd never seen before. And a, a great walled arena where these men in white uniforms with red pinstripes were playing in some sort of championship game. <laughs> really nothing rubbing more, it in. Nothing more, nothing more nightmarish than that. <laughs> that is a horrible scene you describe. <laughs> <laughs> On top of which I was... No wonder Ethel wakes up No! on top of which I was just filled with this unyielding sense that my team had had such a great season and still had to suffer this indignity (laughs) (laughs) the next day comes and you're sailing along the Salon just south of New Vestonia and we see um Someone in the crow's nest yell out, Captain! Pointing to shore. Someone hands Skywin some binoculars. And she uh, looks through. And if any of you are on the deck, you can see without even looking through the binoculars what looks like three people on the shoreline, the far shoreline, like, waving frantically for help. Skywind just like slowly lowers the binoculars comes over to uh, all of you I imagine you're all there she kind of gathers you around paying most attention to Atticus and Aldo where you've been with her you've developed this relationship now for going on 60 days because it is in fact 
day 60 of your journey. You're 770 miles down the river from Thrushmore. Wow. wow. Long way from home. But then again, where is home? Some of you. Some of you do not know. Skywin says, I know, uh, I know, uh, Desna has laughed in our faces as of late when it comes to, uh, people calling for aid or, uh, approaching us during this journey. But, um, there are three people over there. Uh, looks like two men and a woman, and they're, they're dressed rather nicely, and I'm, I'm inclined to approach. They appear to be wealthy, frankly. Um, which leads me to believe that they're not up to any trouble. And if it's passage they're looking for, for example, uh, and uh, we deem them to be on the level, I, I'd, I'd happily give up my cabin at this point and give these perhaps wealthy people uh, a place to sleep. I'll sleep out here under the stars with my crew. Increase a little revenue here, depending on what it is they want, what it is they need. But I, uh, I trust your judgment in this as well. So I want to hear your thoughts. You are the ones that have been fighting my battles. What do you think? Well, she hands name. the binoculars if you want to take them. Aldo takes a look. This is like, uh, I don't know. It feels like a trap to me, but. On the other hand, we do need the additional income, especially now with the pay rise that we've given to OJ. So yes, true. Maybe, <laughs> OJ didn't come. Desperate you. times, you know. We can just. I don't know. Um, can I take a look? Can I do a roll of perception on the uh, binoculars? See what I see? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, phenoms. That is a th- oh, 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 thirty. Nice, dirty thirty. Nice. Uh, yeah, you do, in fact, see uh, two men and a woman. Uh, they're wearing fine clothing uh, that looks to be uh, a little bit ruined by, uh, by weather, perhaps, or exposure to the elements. Um, and the woman uh, appears to have a, uh, uh, a, like a big bandage on her arm. Um, and they're just like waving to try and get your attention. Like they haven't seen any boats pass. Um, I say let's go get them. At least speak with them. Perhaps can I, we could. Can I perhaps look? we could discern a problem uh, when we get closer. But for now, they do look like uh, rather put out nobles. I'm sure that they would be of no consequence. Well, what if they're? I don't know, faking being nobles. I want to roll, like, a society check. It is not so easily faked. You'd be surprised. (laughs) You'd be surprised. You think that you have a rich child to eat, and you don't. (laughs) I I had never come at it quite from that angle. (laughs) Appetite is ruined. Yeah. Uh, Yes, you take a look through. Yeah. Roll society. Natural 10 for 22. Um, they look, they look like they're from society. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely from society, uh, and they appear to be inedible as they are not children. Um, but they almost, they look on the level. They look like uh, courtiers. 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 Uh, do we see, sorry, I should have asked, do we see weapons? Are they armed? 
Uh, you don't see any any weapons. No swords at their hip or anything. Um, no crossbows. Nothing. They appear unarmed. Captain, l- let us go and speak with them. See if there's something we could do. From a strategic standpoint, we have the upper hand anyway. They'd have to wade into the waters to get to the boat. So why not get a closer look? Um, I think Atticus also just... He has a soft spot for the aristocracy. He just wants to be a part of that so bad. If he's like, oh, if I can help these people, make it, they can help me get ahead somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's always kind of uh, thinking how to get an edge as he's coming from the streets, so to speak. The the uh, the Warrens, more accurately. Mm-hmm. All right, so Skywin yells out a bunch of boat terms. Starboard! Helm, stern! Hold my cast off! OJ, see to it! And OJ's like, <laughs> you got it, Captain. And uh, the boat turns in the direction of the far side of the shore and uh, it fights <laughs> its way over uh, to where these three people are standing. Um, and there's no, like, dock there or anything, but they can pull the, the boat uh, in pretty close without it, uh, you know, scraping against the bottom of the lake. Um, Skyward knows these rivers pretty well. She knows the signs. Uh, so she's able to get pretty close. Uh, it's like a heavily reeded area um, where the boats are, so she stays kind of clear of that to not get uh, tangled. And they say, Oh, God! Good morning, friends. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you for approaching. We, we, we have been out here uh, in the wilderness uh, three days now, and, and, and we, are, we, are, uh, we, have, we have not seen anyone uh, that could help us. We saw, we saw a couple of people, but no one, no one stopped. Thank you for, for approaching. Um, uh, we, we are looking for passage to Taldor. Are you, are you by any chance heading in the direction of, of, of Taldor? I see your, your course is set for the south. Is it Taldor you seek? You're a long way from Taldor, mate. We we understand. Uh, we know. Uh, we just we, we we desperately need to, to to get in that direction. And and uh, and and we 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 got in. We were attacked by bandits, and they stole all of our, uh, our money and our food. And and we've just fallen on 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 terrible times. And and we 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 need someone. We need a, a good Samaritan to to help us uh, continue our journey. Just the two of you on a ship to Taldor. Well, this you see. There's actually three of them. Oh. Um, uh, just the three there. of you. <laughs> two men. And a woman. Suki immediately shoots the shoots the third. <laughs> we, we all like just slowly turn you, and look at Suki like. like <laughs> <laughs> just the two of you. She's like inches away from three of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I figured out her madness. <laughs> she can't see three people in a group. <laughs> that's just three. Sydney's madness. <laughs> Math. Uh, she says, or uh, the man says, um, uh, "No, the, the, I believe there's actually four of us. Um, our employer is uh, he's, he's resting. There's a there's a barn uh, not too far from here, an abandoned barn. We were we were we were staying there to uh, escape the weather, and so we came here. He's, he's actually our employer, so he, he asked us to come here and and just uh, try and find a boat. Employer, what is your trade? This is suspicious. Aristocrats don't have jobs." <laughs> well, he's 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 he's, he's, he's a, a high-ranking member of of society, uh, very very on the level, and um, we're we're part of his uh, part of his team, um, and 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 he's uh, resting right that way. If 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 we could come aboard, uh, we just would need to go get him. And Skywin puts a hand on uh, 
your arm, Atticus, and looks down. It's actually Eris's chicken hand. She's like, oh, God. Um, she reaches this way and grabs you, Atticus. She's, um, turns maybe away from this. She's like, I don't know what we're, uh, what the plan is here, but if we do uh, take them aboard, uh, perhaps you and the others go go find this bond and see who this man is. And if you deem him to be on the level and all the stories check out, then bring them to the boat. Ethel leans in. So which of them am I killing? Uh, uh, perhaps the fourth one. But perhaps no one, Ethel. Um, but perhaps all of them. But perhaps the fourth one. We're not making any decisions. No, yet. anywhere from zero to all four of them, possibly you might be asked to kill. But, but Right now it's zero, but that could change. Let's remain right. flexible. I trust your judgment on this, but um, if, if everything is on the level and this employer is indeed wealthy, uh, this could be an opportunity that I would pay forward, of course, to all of you. Uh, let no man say that Skywind Freeling is uh, greedy. I share the wealth. What I'm level? Sorry. I'm sorry? Atticus is going to turn back. You said yeah. on the level. What level do you want them to be on? It's an expression, uh, meaning like cool. Yes, they said it many times. What's I'm, the origin of this expression? Um, Let's try I to think, stay focused. Yes, Ethel, okay, I, they, just go with your friends and, yeah. and your new friends and, 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 and seek this out. Um, uh, we'll, um, we'll send a, a group to fetch your um, employer. Um, is, that, uh, is that all right? And they say, uh, uh, yes, that would be wonderful. We, we have some, some things that the, the bandits didn't take. I'm sure uh, he would want uh, that brought as well, if that's all right. Not, not, not a lot. I can see your, your boat isn't uh, uh, enormous, um, but we, we, we would appreciate the help. I will ask again, because you did not answer my question the first time. What is your trade? You simply said your employer was a high-ranking member of society. What do you do? It's, if he is your employer, it's it's government work. Um, truth be told, um, it's 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 government work. We are um, we're just his his aides, really. Are any of you process servers? No, 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 no. I, she used to be one, but not any longer. Um, that was a long time ago, and she's like, eh, no, I, have, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't done that in a long time. Tax collectors. No, no, not tax collectors at all. No, we were, we, we simply uh, aid, uh, aid, aid our employer in, in Indeed, whatever he needs. say no more. We'll take care of it. Please, come aboard. Make yourselves comfortable. We'll find your employer. And Atticus's mind is cooking. <laughs> um, if they're going to get on the boat and we're going to go, he'll talk when he's like out of earshot of all these people. Suki also whispers to the group like, Someone should check them before they get on the boat. Oh, OJ will take care of it. OJ, oh. make sure they're not armed. No yeah. hidden weapons, that sort of thing. Or carrying any kind of strange magical items that could be used to sabotage the boat. Detect magic. They don't have any magic. Neither does OJ. Oh, I have to do a will save. Oh, that's All right. right. <laughs> Is that a, does that have a verbal component? Hey, magic? Kate, I don't appreciate the boisterous laughter. <laughs> a small chuckle, I could understand. It's just so funny. Uh, this is good testing waters, though. That is a 23. Uh, you don't detect any magic, but you feel like the you remember the words. And I said the spell. Okay. 
I said the spell. Detect magic. The spell. <laughs> uh, you don't detect any magic on them as they're approaching. Okay. And they're like, oh, no, we, we, we mean no uh, mean no harm. Um, yes, your man can search us. And OJ, with his one good hand, is patting them up and down. And uh, like they're clean. Can we head? Yeah. Suki vaults over the railing of the boat, splashing into the water, sopping wet, gets up on the beach, and starts walking. <laughs> Eris takes the thing, the plank thing. The gang, oh my gang God. plank? Yeah, gang the plank. plank. <laughs> She's not going in the water. <laughs> oh, she hates the water. Oh, that's right. You take the, you walk the plank, plank. Ah, 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 ah. But as you get, uh, you know, a few feet away from the water, the further you get, the less frightened you are. Uh, and actually, uh, once you get twenty feet away, um, it, uh, you're not afraid anymore. Ah, <sighs> being on that boat sucks. <laughs> oh, that um, boat sucks. As soon as we get off, Atticus is going to. Pull everyone in. Um, so sorry, Eris. Uh, hadn't quite caught you up on this. Minor detail. Gas. Gas, indeed. <laughs> I have a suspicion that this person we are going to come up to is rather portly. Perhaps being searched for by the uh, whatchamacallits in that other place. The uh, lie detector. The politician that has gone missing. The senator. Mm, the senator. The senator that has gone missing. Right. I do feel that this could be our man. We should be prepared as we arrive with what to we are him? going to do, if it is indeed him. <laughs> we should just be prepared, is all I'm saying. But prepared for what? Prepared of what we should do, should it be him. Do we is capture he- him? Do we kill him? Do we immediate? Do we act like nothing is wrong, and then slowly but surely take him back to that place? What was it called again? That port, uh, Debril. Debril. Met the Gray Gardener. The, gray Gardener. Uh, yeah. Do we like the Gray Gardener? Like, I understand that they're an authoritarian group, but like, would we want to turn somebody into them, or would we like turn a, yeah. a blind eye and just be like, I don't know? Well, this anything? is exactly what we are discussing. What if we're sympathetic to his cause? I not saying could I be, could be. I just don't want to have this conversation in front of him. Not also, true. it could not be him. We could be wasting our time, but we're walking anyway. Mine is well, I, was also, I was also asking Troy, like as a as a member of the world, uh, would I like a gray gardener? Or am I scared of them? Like, how would people interact with them? I would say most people are afraid of them. Okay, but, but afraid of them doesn't necessarily mean that they're evil, right? Right, you're just, uh, there's a, uh, a bit of a respect, but also a fear, a healthy fear. You don't want to piss off a gray gardener. Um, but it's also a, a, a lawless land. Um, so the tricky thing is, is the Revolutionary Council is word, but what if they're wrong? Uh, it's tricky, but they are the law of the land. Um, would we pretend as if nothing is wrong? Would we immediately take him captive? Or would we kill him on the spot? I think those are our three choices at the moment. Aldo, what do you think? I think, so I don't think we have to decide right away because he'll be coming back with us onto the boat, regardless. And then if we decide that we do want to take him captive and return him to, uh, you know, the authorities, we can, he's, he's already 
you know, we've already got him, you know, under our control. If there's a reward, so what is the, this? Is my question. What is the cutoff? Like, if there is a reward for doing this, what is the minimum reward that we would uh, turn turn traitor on him for? Maybe we could use it as a negotiating position and get him to pay us more. Yeah, could be. If I'm being honest, I mean, I don't owe this senator anything and I don't owe the Grey Gardeners anything. To be frank, the boat is crowded. I would be willing to kill him on the spot if needed. I was happy to get the other passengers off the boat. We're doing rituals. We're entering the dreamlands. I don't want a wanted man in our presence, possibly ruining our main mission. Am I wrong? And she looks at Eris. That is such a great point. We just got so many smelly people off the boat. And now we've got, what, three plus this one dude who, I don't know, I could kill him too. Who's to say we don't enter the next port and the Grey Gardeners think we are harboring the They senator. sound like worse enemies. So, so you walk. Where did we land on me yeah. killing him? Food for thought. <laughs> Just a little food for thought. So you walk in the direction of this barn. It's about 90 feet away from the shore, um, up a steep rise uh, from the water, uh, and across this narrow, hedge-lined road. Maybe there was a, a small home here before, but now all that's left is this uh, seemingly abandoned barn. Um the five of you walk up to the barn and uh, there's there's no one outside and there's just a, a door that's kind of like swinging in the breeze. Oh, uh, you ready for me? Okay. Uh, Ethel draws his war hammer and his hatchet and slowly approaches the uh, door. And Atticus is going to attempt to Cast mage armor on me. Okay. Yeah, on. You're, you're too nice. <laughs> I think on. it's target self. Well, Can you cast mage ten. armor on other people on two E? No, <laughs> that'd be fun. I, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I didn't if know you that fail changed. the check, you lose the spell, right? Is yeah, right. Okay. Oh, yeah. right. So he's going to, to start attempting to cast it, and he does successfully. The Natty okay. 18. Natty 18. So to me, shivering. like this problem has not made itself obvious yet. Mm. All right. Uh, Ethel will approach the door. Perception check. 21. Okay. You approach the door, maybe using your Warhammer to push it aside, and you see like uh, two small trunks uh, that are battered, uh, and then like a couple of sacks. Um, but nothing else. All right. Hey. I slowly push the edge of the door in with my hatchet, slowly opening it. You open it and you walk into this pitch black barn. <laughs> it's sunny out, but like it's just crazy dark inside because there's no uh, windows. And, uh, you're just looking around, and there's a couple uh, stables that look empty. Um, and then there's a, 
a hayloft up above and a little ladder leading up to the hayloft. But you don't see anyone. You just see someone's things. Uh, hello? I think, Ethel, I think he's up. I think he's sleeping up in the hayloft. Is there a ladder? There is. All right, I'm going to attempt to stealthily climb the ladder. Okay. Give me a uh, stealth check. Crack that. Okay. Um, 27. Okay, your eyes are adjusting to the light a little bit. bit. Obviously, there's a little light coming in, but now it was dark. Now you kind of see, climb up the ladder, and as you get to the top, quietly, not making any sound, the ladder not even creaking, um, you see a rather handsome-looking, portly man lying on his back. Portly! Um, and uh, he's got, like, a big bruise on his face, and he's played by Ned Beatty. Oh, uh, great. I love Ned Beatty. That's awesome. Yep. Um, the late, great Ned Beatty. All right, Ethel is going to attempt to stealthily uh, get up to him, and the idea—if he can get there—he's just going to hold his hatchet to, like just under his neck to wake him up, and then he's going to way he doesn't try anything funny before we ascertain his true motives. Okay, and how do you wake him up? All right, so if I get over there, I'm just yeah. going—I'll hold the hatchet like just under his neck, yeah. and then I'll blow. It's like just into it, like on like a blow at his eye as his closed eyes, like. And he jumps up with a start, and your knife goes straight, straight through, through his neck. <laughs> and it just opens up, and it looks like Harris's face. Got him. Got him, everybody. You blow no, on no, his I... eyes. <laughs> we did it. You blow on his eyes, uh, and he just... Don't move. Oh, 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 no. Are you them? Your employees sent me to find you. But tell me why... They, I shouldn't just kill you right now. Wait, they they would never turn me in. They're, they're friends of mine. I don't work for I don't work for anyone. Well, that's not true. I work for some some people downstairs, but I don't work for who you. But think. we're nobodies. Please, please don't hurt me. I'm, 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 it's nothing is nothing is true. Nothing that you've heard is true. What have where I is heard? your mask? Where is your mask? Do you think I'm one of the gray gardeners? Is that what you think? I. I assumed why else would you want me dead? I don't want you dead, Senator. I just wanted to make sure you were on the level. You wait. Yeah, you could, and he like looks down over the, the loft. He's like, <laughs> and he's looking like, uh, uh, yes, I'm definitely on the level. Um, can, can we can we talk? Talk away. Uh, and uh, he, he, Ethel will signal for the others to come up to the loft. So 19 people come up to this <laughs> yeah. We surround him. Why don't you just bring oh. him down? I hope we can hold our weight. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Uh, what, uh, who are you? What, 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 do you? what do you want with me? I'll tell you anything. Why are you wanted by the Grey Garners? That's an easy question, right? Oh, yeah. How do you even know who I am? You're the senator, aren't you? They Some of us down are very intelligent. 
They shook down <laughs> our boat looking for a man that fits your exact description, and you look rather like a senator on the run. I, I, I am, but it's, 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 I don't know why. I, I am a senator. My name is Emilo Daldemain. I, I, I'm a senator of Isan. And, and then two weeks ago, I, I, I learned that the Revolutionary Council wanted me dead. But I have absolutely no idea why. I haven't, I haven't done anything wrong to my knowledge. I, I, I have, have served as a diligent voice for the Galton people my entire career. Never once as, as anyone uh, I, I've worked with or, 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 or worked over uh, voiced any strong objections to any of my decisions, let alone tried to have my head. Uh, but uh, I, I heard that the, the council wanted me dead and, 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 and people don't, don't survive those things. So I, 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 I needed to get out of there. I, I, I had my wife. And my children, uh, I, I put them on a boat and, and, and told them to just to just head south to Taldor and that I would hopefully meet up with them. And then I took my my staff with me um, to to try and find this group. Um, so I, I, during the time when I found out that the council wanted me dead, could you put the knife away? It's very dangerous near my neck and it's making me much more nervous. I'm unarmed. Ethel will pat him down and not just take his word for it. No knife. Not even a razor to shave his face. <laughs> you know, you could have shaved your face. That would have I've, helped disguise your appearance. I've re- they, I ran out of shaving cream. Um, I ran out of shaving uh, But he will, withdraw, he will withdraw the hatchet so he doesn't have to. Oh, thank you. So, once I knew that they wanted me dead, I started very quickly to plan uh, an escape, and I received a, a, a strange missive... Um, from a group calling themselves the Stardust Augurs. And these, uh, these Stardust Augurs expressed sympathy uh, for my unexpected reversal of fortune and, and offered to shelter me um, in their homeland, which is somewhere uh, within the northern Verduran forest. So um, I figured if I could just reach there in Taldor... I would be fine. It's really the only option I have. I have no other options. I fled Isan with these courtiers, sent my wife and children there, because if the Revolutionary Council wants you dead, then you're as good as dead. I know not who or what these Stardust Augurs are, but it's my only hope. And then we were robbed by bandits three days ago, and I, I, I have nothing now, but but I promise you, if you if you help me, if you help me and my family, uh, I will I will I will uh, I will contact you, and I will repay you tenfold once I get to safety and, and contact uh, my associates who are still loyal to me in Taldor. I, I I say this not to brag, but I am a very very rich man. I I will I will take care of you and your ship. I just I just need I just need someone to save me. Can you describe in detail your political philosophy? For God's sakes. What do you like? <laughs> that's your political philosophy? No, oh, I that's just, valid. Just that's having what a conversation. Mike. I'm a man of the people. He's a popular what kind of fish populace. do you prefer? Uh, the ones in New Vestonia, of course. We have them shipped to Isan. Well, what are we talking about then? Come along, friend. Um... <laughs> You'll allow us a moment, I, Senator, to discuss. Yes, and I, uh, I, I, I have some some things that the bandits did not take. I, I don't want to impose upon you, uh, but you could call uh, my my courtiers back, and and they could they could help as well. Did you? I'm assuming you saw them, and and they sent you here. Yes. 
Indeed, yes. But please, just just give us a moment. All right. Uh, and we'll and step And Ethel knocks him unconscious so he won't be able to. says, I voted for Nader. Suki turns around. before he gets knocked out cold. Unconscious body, and she goes, don't leave town. Right. Just blood trickling down. So a really rich man with power over other people doesn't know what he's done wrong to make mm-hmm. other people mad. Mm. I mean, obviously he's hiding something. Or he's lying. Obviously, I mean, but the question really is: Are we more likely to get a? He also are we more likely to get an advantage from returning him to his family, or are we more likely to get an advantage from returning him to the Grey Gardeners? I don't see the Grey Gardeners giving us much thanks at all. Whereas if we can reestablish this man with his family in Taldor, a place where we are going and will need influence, it seems to me like it could be a rather good gamble. Uh, Once... Go so, ahead, Aldo. So, Galt... Galt they, they have... There, there was a sort of pogrom against hereditary nobles in Galt. Is that right? Um, I know that. That was is this yeah I mean that sounds sounds right with all the uh, the anarchy that's going on there yeah yeah I think that's what like Galt represents represents sort of the dark darker side of the French Revolution I believe like out of the two countries and I think that so maybe uh, he is lying about being an elected senator because I, I think they would be exempt like maybe he is an actual like hereditary noble and he's on the run and he's that, that could be be a possibility too. It would certainly explain why they were trying to come up after him. Isarn is the um, capital of Galt, and that's where the Revolutionary Council sits. Um, what interesting stuff. The seat of yeah. gov- government is the monolith, a blackened fortress in prison, in front of which stands the final blade, known as Madame Marjorie, a guillotine kept well-oiled by the Grey Gardeners. Yeah. Like, Galt is like the terror that, mm-hmm. uh, like, after, the, the aftermath of the French Revolution. That's sort of what it's meant to, the analog. All the statues have been toppled over and defaced. Yeah. The mosaics are splattered with blood, and the plazas and parks now ring with the haunted wails of the homeless who have flocked to the city in search of food. Food. He seems so, like a nice guy. Um... Correct me if I'm wrong, but Casimir is in Taldor. Yes. The Verdurin yeah, Forest, I, I believe, and, and, is just and, to the northeast of it. And to our current knowledge, we have no reason to go back to Galt or a reason we'll need to ever go to Galt again that we right. know of. Right, unless you're returning home to Thrushmore, but you could also tell your captain, like, just please don't stop in Galt. Right. I, know, I don't know. I just feel, I feel like the gamble here is reunite him with his family and try to gain some advantage in Taldor, the place we are heading. I agree. At least until we, we can figure out where this guy stands on the issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can look at his voting record. We can get a Wait. hold of it. If we can pull up his voting record, that would be helpful. We can and if we do him. happen to get stopped by some Grey Gardeners along the way, somehow, we can just say, oh, we were looking for you, and just turn him over in, in that event. Yeah, that's true. Also, I can give him a shave, and then he'll look a little different. That'll be interesting to see, what he'll look like, clean shave. Yeah. 
Maybe we'll fit him with a wig of some kind. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he's coming to. Uh, <laughs> oh. I have one last question. We're not about to make our decision. Oh, my beautiful yeah, teeth. <laughs> we are about to make our decision, but I do have one more question. Uh, yes. Are yes, you yes. on the level? <laughs> so strange. Your, your partner asked me the same exact thing in such a creepy way. Yes, I am on the level. What is your obsession with the level in which I'm on? Well, your particular staff... It doesn't seem to know another term for saying that they are trustworthy. All they say is they're on the level over and over again. Well, what? As if the GM didn't script his lines at all. That's what I taught them, and I'm glad to hear that they're espousing my beliefs. We don't like the word trustworthy. What does it mean? What is trust? They're on the level. (laughs) They're on the level. I I like him. Uh, All right. This stuff that he has, is it carryable by us, or is it, like, yeah. too much? Okay. So yeah, like, for sure. We will carry your things. Oh, thank you. I, uh, I, I, I will add it to you, the, uh, your reward, uh, if you will. I, I, I promise you. I, I am a man of my word, and, and my, my lovely wife and, and children. I have three, uh, three children, and I just I want to see them again. So thank you. Thank you so much. And he's, like, half in tears as he uh, hobbles down the ladder, uh, wipes the hay off the blood from uh, <laughs> Ethel's blows. And you uh, walk outside, each of you grabbing a piece of his luggage. And you start walking back to the ship. Everybody roll a perception check. Perception. 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 Uh, 25 one. for Atticus. 20 for him, though. Got a 19. 30. Oh, sorry. Ooh. 30, 33 for um, Suki. Okay. Um... Everyone but Ethel hears. Oh, you gotta be shitting me. Like, you have to be shitting me. You have to be shitting me. I was Multiple so nations away. A horse. 500 miles away. If this was a television show, you would hear that foot a bump. Foot a bump. Sure enough. Foot a bump, foot a bump, foot a boo. You see three horses galloping up towards y'all coming. Oh, oh, no. Do I have time to quickly shave the senator? (laughs) If only. You get maybe one uh, whisker off before you see Glower and two of the uh, hunters that she's with. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she stops maybe five feet from all of you this scene. Five of you and the senator. And the senator's like, Oh, please, please protect me. Stands behind Ethel and Glower just stares. Again, you just uh, see this like this mask, not even a mask, it's like a sheet with a face that's drawn on it. It's just a scowl. And she says, uh, Well, travelers, you are crafty. When we met on the shores of Debril, I did not sense any lies, but I knew there was more to you than meets the eye. Step aside. The senator's life and that of his companions are forfeit, as will be yours if you choose to stand against me. Ethel puts up his hand. Hey, Eris hey. steps aside. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
Please, you don't understand. I, 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 I'm innocent. I've done nothing wrong. Someone has either, has either set me up or they're just sending me to my death to eliminate me for no reason. I, 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 I have a family. Please, please. Can I do, um, can I do a perception to assess the prowess of these people? Like, uh-huh. I mean, do they, are we way outclassed by these people or does it look like Ethel could take them? You okay. know what I mean? Like, uh, are their weapons, their armor, like well beyond anything that we have, or you know uh, that kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good check. Any of you can uh, roll that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Ethel would like to roll that. Uh, Twenty-seven perception. Thirty-two perception. There mm. you go. Um, the two men that are with Glower uh, look like trackers. You see, like goggles at their side um, they have kukris looks like they're wearing leather armor right now they have uh, crossbows in their hand now the great gardener Glower as she's named um, looks a little beefier um, the legend of the great gardeners uh, carries with it uh, perhaps more it adds a certain weight you don't really know what to expect. You can't even see her face. Uh, they're dangerous. Uh, they oftentimes are uh, spellcasters. Um, but they are outnumbered right now. Now, you don't think Emilio Daldemain is going to be much help. But if it did come to that, it's five on three. Ethel uh, looks, looks to Aldo and Atticus. Uh, <laughs> Please. I've got a question. Yes. Uh, Miss uh, Glower, was it? She just stares, doesn't respond. I'll take Glower, I'll take that glowering look of yours as a as a yes. Uh, traditionally, uh, in circumstances like this, uh, someone might expect a reward for turning in a wanted criminal. Might that be the case here? No. Unfortunately, that is not the case. That man belongs to the Revolutionary Council. The reward is for you to keep your life for perhaps harboring someone. Hey, hey, hey. I, no uh, one's doing any harboring here. Am I everybody? Can we just, can we just all, all like, it, no, j- no harboring. No harboring. No, none. All you have is, have his things in your hands. Yeah, no, we've <laughs> like well, a, ch- a trunk that says property of Senator <laughs> yeah, Dalton. It's, it's not mine. This is <laughs> circumstantial evidence at best, but. No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't consulted with my colleagues yet, but he did provide, uh, offer to give us a rather substantial reward should we aid him in his journey to where he would be safe. So I'm just like thinking of this. I'm measuring it like one in both hands. Like no reward on your side if we turn him in, and a great reward if we protect him from you. And uh, I vote that we kill these three and take him on his way. Very well. Ethel throws his hatchet at one of the crossbow guys. Oh, <laughs> what? my God. Oh, my God. Holy oh, shit. I love that scene. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> surprise round. I love that you get a surprise round no matter your initiative roll. That's really it cool. It really is. Great. Troy is such a fucking great GM. Great. Yeah. I, you know, I don't GM. even care that it doesn't exist in 2E. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aldo, what did you roll? Uh, I'm actually. I'm. I think I'm gonna roll my. I'm gonna roll my uh, diplomacy. 
as Ooh, my okay i like that yeah, yeah. i like it uh, i like it that would be that's a 14 14 okay yeah uh atticus uh 21 okay atticus uh, I will tell you right now, the DC for you is DC 23, your cognitive dissonance. Oh, so I hit it exactly before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eris, what is your niche? Got a natural two, 12. Oh, Joe rolling your niche? Uh, what about oh. Ethel? What do you want me to roll here? I mean, I could just roll perception, but I also thought maybe like athletics to kind of like really quickly get off the throw or something like you know what that might be against what they intended but i like it uh, it's fun so yeah roll athletics yeah. uh that will be a 30 roll of nice. fun oh my nice. god and you know what it kind of fits that because you didn't wait for like oh we're going to fight now you actually just fucking threw it so i like yeah. that you got a little bit of a jump but are awesome. you faster than them uh, and then Suki. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. I rolled a nat 20 for a 35 plus my incredible initiative. That's a 37. Whoa. 37. All right. So you're just hanging out in the back watching Listening. and waiting. I just wanted to uh, shout out Dragon Rider Jay who says, every time you roll a skill check for initiative, a Jason Bullman gets his wing. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Bullman gets his wing. Uh, With the Christmas sh- theme. Holy shit, you're fighting a Grey Gardener. Shuck-a-ga-ga-goo. I feel like Grey Gardener is a prestige class in first edition. Like, you could, you can get up to Grey Gardener. Um, but I, if I'm correct, I remember reading it, and the prerequisites are just crazy. Uh, you would just never, you'd be like, oh, ten ranks in this, ten ranks in this, ten ranks in this. You'd have to burn feats. To get bonus uh, ranks in certain things to get. Yeah, that's. I mean, you'd have to really want that build. <laughs> yeah, but they're pretty cool. They're fucking. They're inquisitor. They're like a you know a very specialized inquisitor. Um, all right, so you're gonna fight this great gardener. Uh, the great gardener did roll the highest initiative with a 39. Whoa. How dare? Uh, how dare wow. you? So uh, Galower will go first, and uh, she. She looks at you, Aldo, and she says, You and your life are now property of the Revolutionary Council. And she uses the one-action harsh judgment. She chooses a creature she can can see, loudly declares the creature's life forfeit by her judgment. That creature becomes her condemned foe until they are defeated. Uh, or oh, she switches to no. use harsh judgment on somebody else, so she gets a uh, she gets all sorts of bonuses uh, on that against that creature. Okay. So that's her first action, uh, and then she will uh, just like boom, jump off the horse uh, with crazy speed, and uh, she will uh, draw her longbow. Remind me, is draw and interact? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that that's those are her three actions. Um, I don't want to stay a, a horse, so she will uh, harsh judgment, move action to get off the horse, and then draw the longbow. And she also didn't load the longbow. Oh, the longbow! I longbow, thought you said crossbow. crossbow. Yeah, no, the other guys have crossbow. She has a longbow. Got it. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And now it's Suki's turn. Uh, you know what? Let's go to the. Ma- 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 so you beat Ethel. I can't remember where she went. Yeah, she rolled 37. All right. Um, all right, so let me just fix this map. Can you guys see the map? I can see no. a black a black rectangle. It's all blacked out for us. Okay. 
Um, talk amongst yourselves. I see our names. I see yes. our names. Oh, that's good. Okay. I don't see Eris's name. Yeah, I see four oh, names. Oh, no. Because I ran away. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, back. I don't have any skin in this game. You just were slowly backing up as the horses approached, like, step, step, step. I didn't step. know you guys were deep into this type of thing. Suki says, don't worry, Eris. We know how... And she turns around, you're gone. <laughs> oh. See you later. What? Oh. Uh. Don't worry, guys. I have a great idea. I'm really excited. <laughs> Me too. I would do something really cool when, it's, when, when I go. There we All go. Right. All right, so now you can see. Let me just get my... Uh, Hello. They moved up to talk to you here. Uh, Did the senator run back to the house? No, I'm just... I'm what quickly coward. moving everyone around. He's here. Oh, oh, please help I, me. I believe you established that the Grey Gardener was five feet away from us. Did I? Yeah, yep. I did. On her horse. Uh, all right, yeah. So she's right... Yeah, she pulled right up to... Who did she talk to? Yeah, right? Right there, we'll say. Uh, well, she jumped off the horse. She jumped back there. Okay. Uh, now it is Suki's turn. Yeah, so Suki's been in the back watching and realizing the tense, just the tenseness grow and the, the air is, like, hot around them. And she has slowly been whispering, And suddenly, like in an anime opening, her white dress <laughs> billowing. And for a split second... Was she naked? No. This is a PG-rated anime, and you don't see anything, but you're like, something's happening, and her dress flies off, and she suddenly becomes large, and in the shape of what looks like to us in our time, a triceratops, but in this time, (laughs) some sort of draconic... uh, monster dragon-esque scaled creature there are there are are dinosaurs in this world i don't like that though i want her to be a dragon i know you can have dragon form people in the chat are gonna bite my head off fine whatever she's a dinosaur i think it's silly there are dinosaurs it's like a lost world kind of thing there's like certain parts of the world where there sydney are. are you one of those people who believes that dinosaurs don't exist they're a hoax i'm just saying you know all the bones you see at the museum that's not the real bones they that don't is, put the real true. ones out. That is true. true. Until Good I point. see the real ones. Huh? You don't believe it. Sydney, have, have, have Skid and I not told you about how we are texting buddies with a dinosaur? I think, actually, I was there. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that was Chicago. That was updating yeah. us right. in the Uber. Yeah. And he was like, let me shoot him a text right now. Yeah. And you were like, oh, no, it was you, Matthew. And you were like, hey, buddy, how's it, do you like baseball? Yeah. <laughs> Matthew and Skid are texting a dinosaur. That's the yeah. joke. The dinosaur in the field museum has a, a texting line, and we every once in a while we'll check in on. Um, uh, the Sukisaurus has entered the map. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what I've realized? I'm gonna. This is me figuring out my wild shape stuff playing this druid because this is what people talk about. It takes two actions to do your wild shape. So okay. I'm done for this round, and then I get to do something cool next round. But for this round, I just turn into a big dinosaur. Well, that's two actions. You still have one more. I can move, but I don't... Do I need to? You know what? I will move closer, and I see her. She yelled at Aldo, and I don't like that in my dinosaur form. So I'm going to move up in front of Aldo to protect him. Awesome. Thank you. This is so ridiculous, and I love it. It's pretty spicy. (laughs) Uh, all right, now it goes to Ethel. 
Ethel, I believe your goal was to throw a hatchet at one of these John skis, right? Yeah, so I'll throw a hatchet right at the southernmost John ski. Uh, okay. That Don't is going it. to be a natural 12. Oh, but this is different because it's range, a ranged strike. 26 to hit. Okay, and does that include any fatigued, uh, the fatigue condition? Yes, I have that on my sheet. Okay, then you just got a hit, my friend. Nice. nice. Okay, so that is going to be... So glad that hit. Me Much too. Badass. Uh, that's going to be nine points. I'm sorry, ten points of damage. Okay. And then the hatchet immediately just returns to Ethel's hand. Oh, that's oh, just. Oh, that's cool. Oh. Awesome. Comes so back like to your hand. Embeds itself on the guy's like shoulder, and then it just returns to Ethel's hand. And Ethel is going to step up. Uh, he's going to join Sukisaurus. With uh, with the Grey Gardener, and he'll do, his, for his third action, take a strike with his Warhammer. At the Grey Gardener? That is going to be a 31 to hit. Oh, oh, oh to hit. my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> Ethel! That's with oh, fatigued wait. and multiple attack penalty? Yeah, plus 13. I rolled natural 18. Wow. Oh, my God. I just want to see. Good. Yes, that is a shield. I mean, it's a uh, hit. That's a shield. It's a shield. It's a shield, all right. Ethel just like out of the side, like just real quickly flings the hatchet, hits the hits the crossbow guy on the shoulder. The hatchet returns to his hand. He charges the Grey Gardener and just levels a big old 18, point, 18 points of damage onto the Grey Gardener's nice. chest plate. Okay. Uh, gross. That's intense. Um Okay, now it is these trackers' turn. I'm sorry, 15, uh, 15 points of damage, not 18. Okay. I rolled an 18, I did 15 points of damage. Thank you for being honest. Uh, the trackers here, uh, the first one is going to uh, shoot uh, his crossbow at you, but he's going to start with uh, an action uh, that is going to boost the damage of it and also allow him to load the crossbow. So the first action is he does this thing called trick attack uh, and then he shoots the crossbow at you. Uh, natural two. Nice. <laughs> oh, God. And so then uh, with my third action, uh, he will uh, jump off his horse. That was the guy... Um, right next to them. Yep. And then the other guy will uh, jump off the horse. Wait, is that a... No, no, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, no, I'll just bear with that. The other guy jumps off the horse and also does the trick attack and then shoots at Ethel as well. Uh, please be higher than a natural two. Not much higher. Uh, that's going to be a 25 to hit. Because of fatigue, that is my AC exact. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Okay, so that's going to be... Uh, Six points of damage, but then a oh, minimum uh, eight points is, total. Is his ally giving any cover? Uh, is he shooting through part of his ally's square to hit Ethel? Uh, I'm going from the far corner to the far corner of Ethel's, and that looks clean. Is that how it works in Tui? No idea. Draw one unbroken <laughs> line from any it one. Just corner. sounded good on paper. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think he has a clean shot there. It'd be one thing if he's standing there. You know what I mean? I mean, you could also just have him shoot and then jump off the horse. Sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's uh, not a lot of damage, and that's its turn. All right, so Atticus comes to you. 
Uh, Atticus is going to move up behind Eris and as he passes the senator he's just like stay back and he moves up behind Eris and he will begin um, an incantation for electric arc so he will attempt to cast this spell at the crossbowman and he gets it with a natty 16 on the will save this is a great Great situation for it here. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, and then he still has to roll to hit. Uh, first to hit is a 22. All right, so it's the first tracker there. Yeah. That hits. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Um, I haven't... Wait, do I... Do I? No, 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 I'm sorry. I don't roll I just roll reflex hit. I don't. Yeah, it is. It's two targets, reflex hit. All right, so you're doing the both of the trackers? Yeah, both the trackers. Uh, actually, no, we'll do a tracker and her. All right, the first save is a 29. Uh, okay. And then for her, it is a also a 29. Uh, okay, so uh, those are both successes, but I did really, really, really well on <laughs> damage. Uh, so that is uh, that's 17 points of damage, but it does get halved. So that is eight, eight points of damage each. Eight points of damage each. Okay. Okay, any actions left there, Mr. Atticus? No, that is a move and then a... Wait, yeah, move and then a two-action cast. Okay, great. Um, Then it goes to Aldo. 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 All right, so uh, Aldo is going to... He's going to move behind Atticus to get a little bit of a better angle on this and he is going to throw a bottled lightning at the closer of the two trackers oh that's a 19 that's a miss Mm. 19's a miss but splash that is 3 points of splash damage okay 3 points of splash yeah and then I am going to use well yeah I'm going to throw another one throw another one okay yeah, another three points of splash. Great. All right, so Atticus, you lay down that electric arc. Uh, they both, uh, the tracker and Glower, make their save, but it does a little bit of damage. Uh, Aldo, you step up, throw two of these electric bombs. They both miss, but they at least do splash damage. So that first tracker is you know, taking some damage there. Uh, and then we round out the round with Eris. Okay. I can use spells. So this is going to be great, and I have so many at my disposal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I want to cast is a focus spell, and Ooh, I want like to it. cast it. Thought long and hard about this. Um, on so how do I make the circle appear on roll twenty? I don't know. If this is I can so, drop it for you. Is it a range thing? Well, no, I just, I want to cast this focus spell on the one that's right to my left. Yeah. Okay. And so I have, like, my hand stretched out to that one, and also my hand stretched out to, like, the main guy. Okay. That's in front of Ethel. And I bring my left hand down, and I just, like, say my name. (laughs) And then I focus a little bit more on the main guy. And I think I need to roll. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I don't so like I, this. I, I, I roll. 
for my spell. <laughs> Please don't. Ooh, natural 13. So that's a 28 for my 20. spell. Okay, 28, and that is to both of them, or is it separate rolls for each of them? To the main guy. All right, 28 on the main guy is yeah. a yet. Mm. Um, and you need to roll a will save. A will save. Okay. Does this spell have the uh, fear or mental trait attached to it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I rolled a natural one. <gasps> you and did? I, have, I have this ability. It's a, It triggers if I fail a will save against an effect with the mental or fear trait. Uh, I would take 15 mental damage but succeed on the save. I'm like using my will to beat the save, but it doesn't work when you critically fail. Wow. Yes. What a cool okay. ability. Okay. That's really so cool. So if that's yeah. the case, here's what happens to your Oh character. my God. Um, you become immediately bad. flat-footed and frightened <gasps> three. Oh, come oh, on. Oh my God. Right now. Maybe more will happen later. <gasps> oh my Maybe gosh. Not. She's doing now, Troy back to Troy. <laughs> for now yeah. you're flat-footed. And you're, you're trying, and try. And then my focus spell, I guess I need to roll against that enemy too. Okay. The uh, left enemy. So flat footed, footed and. Uh, I'll give you a moment to put all your conditions all right. on here. I think I've got them on. <laughs> Let me know you. when you're ready. Oh, all right. So for my focus. How? For my focus you. spell on the one to the left. Um, ooh, natural eight. Ooh. So that's, uh, where's my occultism? Oh my god, that's some heavy math. That's like a 35 or something. Okay. that's That would be a crit. Uh, and you're sure this spell is an attack spell? It's one that you have to roll and not one that I just roll? What's the name of the spell? It's called Needle of Vengeance. <laughs> oh, wow. Excuse me? Yeah. That sounds like something you roll. Needle of Vengeance. It's my focus okay. spell, and you get uh, a saving throw. A long, throw. jagged needle jabs into the target foe's psyche whenever it tries to attack a specifically forbidden creature. Okay, wow, okay, interesting. Uh, oh, it's a saving throw. All right, so I got to roll a will save? Mm-hmm. Gross. Gross! This poor, poor guy. Um, that is going to be a 24. My occult DC is 25. <laughs> so that is a fail. Oh God, so, what, so much fun. So what happens to this poor sap? Um, you'll find out if you mess with me. <laughs> okay. So maybe you feel like, do you want to mess with me? I don't know. Take that choice. But maybe something will happen. All right. Um, so the spell you cast on Glower was two actions, and this was a one-action spell. Yep. Right? That's um, all I got. You will wow. not be invited back. <laughs> Sorry, kid, kid. I just got a rules lawyer here. No, it, you do have to pick a specific creature for the effect. I won't say what the effect is, and it can be yes. you. Me. She's like she was like, so don't mess with me. Okay, okay, uh. okay. All right. Um, well, now it's round two, and it's Glower's turn. Glower is frightened three, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> flat-footed jeepers. <laughs> All right, let's just uh, revisit Frightened real quick. Um, Trans Kuja, I'm assuming using Troy's voice, says, It was nice having you, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, Frighten goes down <laughs> by one at the end of each thing, but I take a Stannis penalty to all my checks and DCs. Uh, so that's going to be bad if you guys start casting more spells on me. But maybe I'll start casting some spells. I've got my longbow out. Useless. Um, I'm going Really to... bad weapon in this situation. Yep. As I don't want to provoke mistake. from the Triceratops, would you? <laughs> I'm going to... Oh, God. I'm going to drop my longbow as I slide back. Um, does that movement provoke? Yes. Well, I have to get out of is there. So. Is there a... There's no step you can take without provoking in 2E? Well, yeah, I could take a guard step, but I moved back 10 to get away oh, from oh, the Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was only 5. I didn't see well, it. Well, I, I am assuming the Sukisaurus has the reaction to... Uh, like, has a reaction attack of opportunity. The, no, not Sukisaurus. It doesn't tell me that I do. I don't think I get it. Why no, are you helping him? Ethel's I'll, just, <laughs> I'll do the 5-foot step back, but I'm still... If I try to cast a spell, it's still going to provoke from Ethel, so... Uh, I'm just going to move back. Ethel, take your attack. Come uh, on, I'll make it count. This is huge. Free damage? With the Warhammer. Uh, that's a 36 to hit. <laughs> oh, my God. That is a critical hit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it was yeah, I mean, uh, especially with the flat-footed. Uh, Joe, may I choose Honolulu, Hawaii? Uh, sure. Wait, was it a natural 20? Well, wait, yeah, because no, we were was just doing the name. Yeah. All right, so it's just double damage. Okay, just double damage, okay. No, Which is probably fine. better than whatever we would have pulled. Uh, that's going to be 34 points of damage. <laughs> oh. I don't like that one damn. So when I did my perception check to size them up, you're telling me Atticus knew without question that we were going to mow them down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, okay, that's cool. I am going to cast a spell on you, uh, Ethel. Give me a will save. Now my saves have gone down because of the fatigue. Because you're tired. I'm tired. <laughs> you're it's so tired. Uh, that is going to be a twenty-four failure. Yeah, I thought so. You just failed. Phantasmal killer. Oh no! Oh, no. That's um, why he's willing to take the AOO to get enough yeah, distance yeah. to just. As soon as we started taunting him, Joe, I was like, "Man, eh, I think that guy's by. Uh, she probably has something up her sleeve." <laughs> All right, it's How's not. It working uh, too it's easy? not too bad. Uh, it's a lot worse when you critically fail, um, but you take thirty-four points of damage, mental oh. damage, um, as just like. You know, I imagine you're still seeing images of Bokrug, um, and it's just the most fearsome creature imaginable you see, uh, and only you see it. And, 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 and you know it's not real, but you can't wrap your head around it. It seems so real in the moment. You think, has Bokrug returned? And you take 34 points of mental damage, and you're frightened, too. Frightened, too. Okay. Maybe it was your ex-wife. <laughs> I know. The most fearsome creature. Yeah, it was a <laughs> process <laughs> server. Ethel. Like, you fear... <laughs> I just, I just see the process server just like coming up to the store where I work. Right. <laughs> no. God no. Um. All right. So that's its turn. Where it had to. Can move. I just layer a little flavor on here? I think I've done this before, but ever since I started playing Atticus and got deep into the illusory uh, school of magic, Phantasmal Killer got a lot cooler for me because a lot of the things you that you do as an illusionist are figments or glamours. 
making things appear there that are not there, or glamours making things appear different than what they actually are. But phantasms are so wonderfully unique because they are something that only you see. Mm. So when this happens, Ethel's horror at this is like completely out of nowhere to us. You know, we don't see anything at all. And Ethel's just like, (laughs) you know what I mean? And it's got to be so weird to witness from the outside. This blood starts coming out of his ears and nose. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot of damage. All right, now uh, it is Suki's turn. Woo! Um, Question. So in this form, can I still do two attacks? I'm reading. It doesn't say anything about not being able to. You know, I played a druid for all of two seconds in uh, uh, David Winter's side campaign of Agents of Edgewatch, and I never quite wrapped my head around it, and I forgot how it works. Um, how what works? I'm sorry? Wild shape and attacking. I can't remember. Because I would normally get... I can do multiple attacks. I'm level eight, but one or it's more... Just, you have three actions. Yeah. You have three actions. It's just the multiple attack penalty makes it so you don't want to take that third attack. But I can do it. I'm just making sure I can do it in this form. There's nothing that says, like, you can only Doc do Robotnik one attack. says you absolutely still have three actions. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Just making I trust sure. the Doc. The Doc knows what the Doc knows. Doc, then, Doc are you Doc. telling me? Doc, are you telling me? Three actions. <laughs> Even <laughs> when I'm a triceratops. Thank you, Doc. It's a triceratops. It's a triceratops. All right. Me. I'm going to absolutely stomp <laughs> Over uh, towards the one, um, the what's he's a tracker? Yeah. On the upper, closest to the house, uh, I'm going to stomp over as Sukasaurus and step on him with my foot as my first attack. And that's going to be. Oh, <laughs> Natty 16 plus what's my new attack modifier? Oh, right. Plus 16. I assume Gee. that's Ooh. a hit. Uh, 32 is a hit, not a crit, though. Good lord. And here's my... Oh, it's a d6 for this one for my little foot. 2d6. Okay. Not that great. Um, That's going to be six points of damage as I step on that man's arm. And then uh, with my... Oh, sorry, with that lady's arm. It's a woman! And then I'm going to use my horn on my second attack and try to spear... What's her face? Glo- uh, Glower. 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 Yeah. Kind of Glower. Don't hit my again, Mr. Glower. Glower. <laughs> Don't hit my Sawyer again. I mean, we're right on theme tonight. <laughs> That's going to be a 30 to hit with my horn. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me just I check. I know my you're sad. I know you're minus. sad. I know you're sad, Mr. Mr. Glower. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're sad. <laughs> God, I can start crying right now just thinking I know, about I know. that scene. Oh, God. God. When he hugs him and starts crying. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wish I had a million dollars. Hot dog. Hot dog. You got to tell me in my good ear. I, uh, um, I didn't listen at all to anything you said, Sydney. What, yeah, I did the math wrong anyway. With my minus, it's uh, only a 22 to hit her. Oh. Flower. So you don't do any damage because you. Wait, miss. did you say thirty-two went to twenty-two? It's only I minus five. Thirty, thirty went to twenty-two because my first is twelve. Uh, oh wait, but now it's fucked up because I don't know my. That's my melee is twelve eight shoot. Hold on. Wait, so did you, did you hit it with your first attack for thirty-two? 
What? You moved up to it first action. Second action, you attack. Did you hit it? Or this is what we're talking about? She attacked the tracker on the first I action. I attacked the tracker. Oh, this is my third. Sorry. This is my third action. Well, I definitely missed then. I rolled a 14. I can't tell what my uh, third... But you How only do you took lower? Two, but you only took two attacks. Sorry. Hold on. We got to back up. Let's everything stop. Yeah. You rolled... You said you rolled a 32. Did that actually happen? No. The, for the first one? On your one? first attack. Yes. And were you attacking the tracker? Because that is a crit if you were attacking the tracker. Yes, I was attacking the tracker. I stepped on okay, the tracker. I thought you were I attacking thought so, Blower. but I, when Troy said her, I was like, oh, I guess Sydney oh, said she was attacking the Great Gardener. You. And you did eight damage, so instead of eight, eight, or was it six? It was six. All right, so you do 12 damage. Okay, uh, to, to the this. tracker. Okay. Then okay. your cool. second attack has a minus four to has it. Has a minus four. Okay. So I'm guessing because you said 12 agile? and eight. Yeah, it might be agile. It's a, it's like a natural weapon. It might yeah, be a natural weapon. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's my horn, melee horn. Da, 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 da. Where did you? Doesn't... You said plus eight. You said plus twelve, plus eight. Where did that come from? That's my. That was my unarmed. I was trying to read my character sheet. My attack modifier is plus sixteen as my dinosaur form. Okay, then I'm sure your next attack is plus eleven. That's the safest way to assume. So what okay. would your you plus eleven net? Fourteen. Twenty-five. That's a miss. Okay. Uh, just to go back and retcon one other thing, it was a <laughs> six, so it was a 12, and then my damage bonus. Sorry, I'm reading off my new dinosaur sheet. It's, like, entirely different. <laughs> it's a whole new uh, sheet. It's my, written in crayon. My damage <laughs> bonus is a plus nine, so add the plus nine to the 12. Plus 18. Plus 18. Plus 18. Oh, for double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can it be dead? So 30 points of damage. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to, you to take damage for making that so <laughs> I've taken damage to my time. My mental damage. <laughs> I'll do better next time. I'm working on it. I'm a big damage dinosaur. My, my brain is... We'll never minutes of damage. My dinosaur brain is so small and my feet are so it's, it's the one thing. It's the one thing a cleric can't heal. Time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so many clerics have tried. Time heals everything. You. And I bow, and my turn's over. Oh, what a turn. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the combat, it's Ethel's turn. <laughs> All right. Ethel is bleeding from the eyes and ears, having, having just seen the most horrifying vision of a process server. Uh, Did you take out the trash? Process server. <laughs> And he is going to uh, act a little heedlessly, and he's uh, going to move. He's going to swing around here. My mother-in-law staying with us this weekend. <laughs> Do the tra- does the does the southern tracker have an attack of opportunity? Uh, does the southern tracker have an attack of opportunity? That's an excellent question. I'm glad someone finally asked it. No. <laughs> okay, uh, and then so he will flank. Uh, Mr. Glower, Ms. Glower, uh, and then I will do a double slice with the war hammer and the hatchet. On Glower. On Glower. Yikes. Okay. Uh, the war, the hatchet almost certainly misses with a twenty-one. Don't well, I guess flat-footed. But yeah, flat-footed. Okay. Uh, and then the war hammer is going to be a twenty-eight. That is a hit. Yes. Uh, that's gonna be 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage. Jeepers <laughs> creepers. Uh, okay, it is the tracker's turn. Uh, where the hell's the other tracker? <laughs> Underneath Sukisaurus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't move there? 
Slowly uh, move back. But you have reach on the uh, so Yeah, check. I have ten because uh, I'm large. All right, so this guy's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> his crossbow and uh, draws a kukri and just starts stabbing at the Sukisaurus. Final action. Uh, with the Kukri, natural 20 on the Kukri. Oh, oh, Kukri, we, Fran and Ollie. Oh, that's exactly what we needed to dodge. That is, uh, that's great. Joe, give me a random uh, crit zone. Random melee? Oh, sorry, yes. was that ranged? No, it was, no, it was a, a... Oh, give me a Kukri. Right, right, yeah, right. Pre- preferably a Kukri-based crit. This is a Pref- named character? Preferably uh, a... No, it isn't. It doesn't matter. We don't have. We haven't established the rules for this. Would we 20s. just? Would we just please let some fans get their crits in here, Matthew? You, you, he you, does you, have you, it when they're against us, you Scrooge. No. Yeah. Uh, all right. This one from Danny Peters in Wa- Warrensburg, Illinois. Danny oh. P. In the Hello, hazy. Danny. Danny P. Uh, Take it to the bridge. Oh, go, 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 go. Normal damage. Gross. No, I don't know what else you. is coming from here. Your attack comes swinging in with such gusto that you spin around and around, allowing yourself to perform the same identical attack action for free. Normal damage, then roll to make the same attack again against your target. This new attack has an innate plus five bonus. So you wow. could crit on this attack now, easily. What isn't stated here is do I take the multiple attack penalty? Or no, it says attack? you take the same. Oh, oh no, it <laughs> says you take the same identical attack action for free. Ah, okay, so for free it doesn't cost me the map. Okay, so take 10 points of damage and then uh, Sukisaurus. And it spins around and does another attack for free. For plus free. five innate bonus. And misses with the second attack. Oh, Even with the plus oh, five? With the plus five, uh, 23. Miss. Yes. Okay. Natural armor. Um, okay. Nice, that's Danny. That's turn. Nice. Thank you. And then the other one uh, drops the crossbow and draws his kukri as he comes towards Eris. And uh, actually, I'll use my trick attack, which lets me draw for free uh, and then uh, do bonus damage if I hit with my kukri. That is going to be a 26 to hit, Eris. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Um, uh, hold on a second. Uh-huh. Alright, so... Terrible damage. Uh, or can we do your, your... Yeah, I was gonna let him finish his turn. Alright, so it'll be okay. 11 points of damage. 11. Um, But you, what if it kills him? You take 8 points of mental damage. <laughs> <laughs> 8 points of mental damage, and... Okay, and explain. This is from your. So this spell. is from uh, my fo- my focus spell that I cast was Needle of Vengeance, and I called out my name. And this character that's attacking me was a target. And basically, every time you make a hostile action against the named creature, which is me, you take eight mental damage. Oh. So this and Needle of Vengeance like pours minute. into my brain, and it basically, if I attack you, it it spikes me. Mm-hmm. In the brain. You get like a little jolt to your brain when you like hit me. That's for very, eight very damage. Cool. That's awesome. Wow. There's so many spells in 2E we have no idea about. Um, great. Okay. Uh, well, it's Atticus's turn now. Speaking of spells, don't forget and that uh, Glower been... is Frightened 3. No, at this for point, now. is she. Oh, frightened 2. Frightened two. Yeah. I've frightened been a little too well. lucky here, um, but I'm just going to try to. Oh, God. Atticus. 
It's going to take a step to his left from out between Aldo and Eris. Looking straight ahead of him, 10 feet away is a, a crossbowman ranger. 10 feet beyond him, another crossbowman ranger. And he feels like this is the perfect time to unleash a lightning bolt through the two of them. Oh, beautiful. And he begins the casting, but it does have verbal components. Eddie gets it exactly. Uh, 23 yes, on the will save. Again, to me, he still doesn't know there's a problem. He's right. saying this stuff, and it's coming through, and he just shaboom. shaboom. Uh, that is a basic reflex save, buddy. All right, who's this against? The two uh, crossbow, the men. The two I forgot cro- a really cool thing that my character does, because you sliced me. <laughs> what happens? Um, the creature that slices me um, needs to take a fortitude saving throw, because... Oh, okay. um, my wound yawns open and it appalls you. Oh, oh that's just oh, <laughs> yawns. Oh, it wow. yawns open. Oh, Kate, God. I fucking love Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> My wound yaws, yawns open and you're it like a you. terrifying wow. Ghibli movie I'm as nasty. a character. Like everything yeah. is, that is amazing. I imagine I crit succeeded at twenty nine. Yeah, that that's good. So he's seen wounds yawn bigger than yours. <laughs> Uh, all right, first tracker rolls a nat 20, uh, oh. and the second tracker rolls a uh, 24. Okay, so the one that rolled a 24 takes 28 points of electricity damage. Okay. <laughs> and the other one takes no damage for the critical success. Oh. Critical success. That might have been enough to take him out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damn it. The other guy hadn't taken any damage, so that gets through. All right, that was a two-action spell. Did you move up to cast that, or you... Yeah, I stepped, because I had to get them in a line. I got you. Oh, yeah, I'm just kind of setting you up for that. Uh, okay, great. Yeah, you, is... you walked right into it. I was like, oh, this is the time I'm going to fail the will save. And I didn't. I hit it right on the money. What a dream. That's such a dream when you get everybody lined up, and yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm glad you had that moment. It's a rare uh, gift. All right, it is Aldo's turn. Aldo, you do. All right, Aldo is going to... Th- Throw another uh, bottled lightning at the foremost tracker. Okay. Come on, man. Natural 19. That uh, might be a crit. That should be a crit. That is a, a 34. 34. Yeah, that's a crit. Okay. <laughs> okay. That is that is 20 points of damage. That is a dead tracker. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Amazing, Aldo. Perfect. Yes. And two points of splash damage to Mrs. Glower. Ah, to Mrs. Glower. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm going to throw an a moderate acid flask on her. Try it. Uh, that's a 25. 25 just misses. Okay. Oh, uh, is her AC down from flat-footed? That's a hit. Yes! The flat-footed nice. Main, if, does the flat-footed stay permanent, uh, Kate, or for X amount of rounds? Um, so I think it stays until the duration of this ends, which is three rounds. Okay, um, so it would still be active. Yeah, so you're flat-footed and fright, frightened, frightened three for three rounds. I got you. Okay. All right, so yeah, yeah that you, gets... You, your frightened goes down every round. Yeah. So my, I have been putting it down. So when my frightened goes away, my flat-footed goes away. Oh, so you're right. flat-footed as long as you're frightened. You're not. I got it. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, Skid, what's the damage? Okay, so she takes two points of acid damage right now, and then on her turn, she'll start taking persistent damage unless she makes the flat check. Okay. God, I'm making her look like a punk. Um, it is the end of the round. No, it's Eris's turn. God. Hey, so listen, I did a little bit of injustice when I uh, cast uh, my spell on Big Batty over here. I didn't really give you any, like, theatrics about it and, like, what's really going on in her mind and why she's flat-footed and frightened. So what I did when I cast it was I kind of sifted through a myriad of, like, potential futures and I seized upon one potential moment in which she needs a particularly gruesome and fatal end. And then I show it in a vision of Amazing. their impending demise. And this intense mental vision grows more and more terrifying to them as the doom grows closer. So what wow. that means is that this round, they become stunned one. Oh, wow. Okay. Stunned up. Stack, 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 stack. Stunned is take no actions, right? Uh, no, it's done. It's just you lose that action. You lose one action. You lose one action. Oh, not maybe right, no, so, maybe no spell casty for you. All right, so yeah. walk me, walk me through this again. This is from a previous thing you cast, or you're starting your round casting something. This that nope, impending doom is something that lasts three rounds, and you critically oh, fail. So each round, something fun happens, and wait till you get to the last round. I can't <laughs> wait. How many conditions can I put on? <laughs> All right, uh, stunned one. All right, do you have... You're now break you the computer. All right, so turn. what I do now is um, this last side guy who's alive and stabbing my new dinosaur friend, um, I want to cast... Um, I'm trying to see through this target as if it's dissected and, like, arrayed before me. Basically, okay. Um, so I think that's just like I just roll a spell. I roll my occult spell to hit it to see if that happens. Okay. Does the spell have the attack trait? Because if it doesn't, no. you don't have, then you don't have to roll it. Awesome. Uh, I don't believe, right? I think it needs to have the attack trait for you to roll. And with um, that, I want to. Oh no, that's two. Okay. Uh, sorry, I just want to mention one thing. Uh, Forgive me if you already did this or know about this, but the uh, you know about your needle. It, it seems like it's a sustain spell. It's for one minute, but that target is dead. Oh, that. Uh, oh, no, the needle's okay. in Glower's brain. No, I cast it on the dead person. The you have impending. Oh, I'm sorry. Game. Yep, you're right. You're right. He's dead now. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but it, it, it doesn't last. For a minute, I think it's sustained up to one minute, which means you have to spend an action each round sustaining it. That's what sustain means. So just FYI for future reference. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, to I'm know. glad they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're dead then. So yeah, I cast that spell, and then I'm also going to cast shield on myself, which will be up until the start of my next turn. Sweet. Oh dear. All right. So now. It is round three. I'm reading the stun condition here. It says you become senseless. You can't act while stunned. Stunned usually includes a value which indicates how many total actions you lose, possibly over multiple turns from being stunned. So each time you regained actions, such as the start of your turn, reduce the number you regain by your stunned value. 
So, um, for example, it basically would have prevented me from taking a reaction before it came back to my turn, but now I have two actions. That's cool. Uh, I didn't think about the reaction. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, great. Two actions. That's that's really, really awesome that uh, that happened. I really forgot how much I hate uh, witches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turns out that that crossed over into 2E, just like mm-hmm. it's a GM's nightmare. That's what a witch <laughs> so is. So fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, here. What do I want to do? Ethel, you're right there. I'm kind of limited here into continually attacking you. Just seeing if these spells are worth it. Mm, no. Uh, I am going to draw my sword short and swing it at you. 25. <laughs> Actually, that hits. That's, that's my... Oh, right. See, gets I rolled a natural four. Ooh. Uh, Jesus. All right. That's going to be five, uh, 15 points of damage. Okay. That's not, that's not too bad. 15 points of damage, but that's my whole turn. I mean, now, you're just... She's completely weakened, and then the acid? Uh, flat check first. Okay, I rolled a 10. Okay, so you take nine more points of acid damage. Oh, no. Oh, she looks like such a punk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Sukisaurus. Yeah, as, as Glower is thinking, fuck, I look like such a punk, she hears from behind her. <laughs> and I'm just going to stab into her with my horn. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I look like oh. such a punk. I'm such a punk. That's gonna be, uh, oh god, uh, thirty thirty-three to hit. Thirty-three is a hit. Boom! Not a crit though, right? Not a crit. No. 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 Nice. Oh fuck! Yes. Um. Fifteen. Uh. 15. 24 points oh, of damage. What? 24 <laughs> points of I damage. I just gored you. I just took my triceratops. It's a dinosaur. It is yes, a dinosaur. dinosaur. If only you'd watched, watched Jurassic Park, you'd have an appreciation for what's <laughs> you'd happening. You'd have an appreciation right for Everyone's seen that. Uh, <laughs> oh, this makes me sick. I'm flat-footed. I'm stunned. One, I'm... Uh, I got acid. I'm frightened. One. This is a mess. Okay. This is shades this is, of the Gorion. This is. This amazing. is gonna make you sicker. Uh, I do it again. Oh. And ah, shoot, it's not gonna be as good. Uh, she is flat-footed. Oh right, she is flat-footed. Okay, so then my. Sorry, I'm doing math. And the, fl- and the flanking doesn't help us, right? Because the flanking just makes She's you flat-footed. Double flat-footed. No, 12 no. plus 9 is 21 yeah. 12 plus 9 is 21 so not a hit I assume 21 is not a hit I thought it was 21 points of damage it's like no <laughs> not a hit please uh, um, is that all you, you know, got I, I could try to attack again it's not going to be good but I can't do anything else with my one action so you, you can demoralize it you can do a lot of stuff. You can aid the other characters. As a di- you as can a dinosaur? move and reposition yeah. if you'd like. Can I talk? I don't think I can talk as a dinosaur. A- aid, <laughs> like you can aid in their attack. You can do something 
athletically or skill-wise to yeah. boost Ethel's attack, for example. I um, mean, she's already flat-footed because she's flanked. It would, but it would just give them a bonus. It gives Ethel a bonus to. Oh, hit. I see. I see what you're saying. Then, then you know what? Yes. Then I do aid. Let's say I like spread my legs out uh, to like block off the woman's path even more, and I try to aid Ethel in her next attack, squaring her in, just pinning her in. Uh, you still have and, to make a roll. So yep. what? What do you want to roll? You can roll like a skill for that. Athletics. I was going to do. Athletics is good. All right, so athletics, uh, excuse me, aid, we, we've been doing it a little bit wrong. Let's try and keep it more oh. uh, in the way. It's supposed to be a reaction, so you are preparing on it for preparing. your turn. And then when the triggering action happens, then we'll have you roll it and see what happens. Copy. I'm okay. sure there's a reasoning as to why that happens, so we'll, we'll try and... I used to just have you roll it now and then let it carry over. The reason is the reason is because it's a reaction. Yeah. yeah. And, and, like, okay. you shouldn't... Tr- trigger that roll until that situation comes up. Something could happen where, for some reason, Ethel can attack, and so then yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that triggering yeah. action didn't happen. You um, might want to use your reaction for something else in the interim. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Good point. Uh, okay. Ethel. Okay, Ethel's going to do a double slice. I like this. Yes. Uh, green for the Warhammer. Just reminding myself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, Warhammer was a natural one. Oh, uh, no. The hatchet, however, is a uh, 32. Ah, not a great. All right, so a fumbo and a hit. Give me the hit damage. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to use my hero point to, to re-roll yeah, the fumbo. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Just smart. Okay, uh, re-rolling the fumbo gets me a 23. 23 is a mess. Natural 6. Okay, so that's a hit from the hatchet. So that's going to be... Correct die. Uh, that is going to be 13 points of damage from the hatchet. Okay. And... She is flat-footed. Do I go for the third attack and take the aid from, from Suki? Could I, could I have aided on the other attack? Or? You could have. Basically, it's any time he attacks, right? Yeah, well, I, I'll do a third attack, and you can aid me on this one. So. Uh, okay. An ally uh, is about to use an action that requires a skill check or attack roll. And then, as long as you're uh, willing to accept this aid, go ahead and roll that athletics check. Okay. That's going to be... DC is typically 20, and I would say that's fine. 21. All right, nice. so that's a regular success. You get plus one bonus to your check there. Uh, Oopsicle, what's your name? Ethel. Ethel Merman. You Ethel tr- Merman. Oh, that was fairly memorable. I rolled a natural nineteen. Um, oh no! So that's uh, plus 20, one, and it's flat-footed. Plus one from the aids, so that's going to be twenty-seven. Twenty-seven regular hit. Okay. Nice. Okay. Nice. Good job. That will be nineteen points of damage. She's in rough shape. Yay! She's in real, real Man. rough shape. They have a lot of hit points. That's a lot of hit points. A lot. Yeah, God. If I just, I, I, you know, I, I you guys. You guys really jumped in there. I couldn't do much. Uh, okay, well, it is my one remaining tracker's turn. Um, they're pretty good. When they're oh, I'm no, longer fr- I'm no longer frightened. My right. duck tracker is going to just keep going after the Sukisaurus. Um, so I will use trick attack and then Kukri. That is going to be probably a miss with a 21. Miss. Nice. Oh, yeah, miss. <laughs> Big time miss. 
brutal, and I'll just attack again. Uh, 25. Miss. Uh, so this guy's just hacking away at this dinosaur while he screams, and uh, it is... <laughs> That's got to be so horrifying. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> you show up with a Grey Gardener, you're like, I think, I think we'll have this pretty well in hand. Yeah, and all exactly. Of a sudden, like, no one's going to mess with us. Triceratops. Right. <laughs> it's got to be turning to the Grey Gardener. You never said anything about a Triceratops! Uh, <laughs> all right there, buddy. Uh, Atticus. All right. Yep, Atticus is. Yeah, Atticus is gonna pull a piece of the, like, bro- broken door. Actually, he's just gonna pull the whole door, like, off its hinge, like, the busted up door, and just slam it into the guy. Uh, you trying a telekinetic projectile. Uh, the nice. guy, the uh, crossbowman, the, the ranger, the tracker. The crossbowman. Um, and there it is. Comes across. And he starts to say the incantation that is needed to pull it. Uh, just double checking. I mean, it's two actions, which really leads you to believe it's got verbal, and it does. And the word oh. catches in his mouth, and he just can't think of the word. What is oh, the word? No. Oh, no. What is the word? And his eyes widen. And, uh, and, and it fails. I mean, that leaves him an action... Arcane aphasia. Uh, oh, interesting. Arcane aphasia. So concerned, he's like, "Oh, that was weird." I love that. Uh, what is happening? He's going to uh, <laughs> he's going to raise and cast his magical shield, which is only verbal. Oh, and he fails by one. Oh, oh wow! So oh, twice wait. in a row, the whole round, his brain just like stops working. Oh, oh. two lost spells, an entire <laughs> round the shot. Torchwood tunes, words fail. Words, words fail. fail. This was foreshadowing all along. Bukini Chan. That nut in the asylum was talking about you in this moment. Totally. Words fail. Uh, okay. Aldo. What is the word? What is the word? Can't all think right, of it. I, uh, I'm going to throw uh, Alchemist Fire at the Grey Gardener. The Grey Gardener. It's a miss. Uh, oh, she takes two points of splash damage. Splashy, splashy. Throw another one. Another two points of splash damage. I'll tell you what, those count right now. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna move. I'm just gonna move. Get a little better position for next round. No. Please. Come on. Oh, no. 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 This is what happens. This is why you can't go three and a half hours in a session. <laughs> you're, you're rolling the dice on people's internet. I didn't even know right now that we it was late. I was just having so much fun. Um, <laughs> all right, well, he went two actions. Let's assume it's a move. We can always check back in with him, uh, and it'll go to Eris. Okay. When I cast that dissecting thing before... I don't like that. Yep. I made a miss... Uh, well, I didn't make a miss. I forgot something. It's my, my first rodeo. I was, trying, I was trying to find a vital organ in that side baddie, and I was supposed to roll a recall knowledge, and I'm wondering if I can roll that now, please. Uh, sure, but does that cost an action for you? Because recall knowledge it does cost an action. I mean, the spell was two actions from last round. Right. I'm just wondering if the spell allows you, like, um, 
What am I trying to say? Oh, if the spell gives you that recall knowledge for free, because normally recall knowledge. It doesn't say that, so maybe it's good that I forgot. But let's just start <laughs> with the fun stuff, actually. Yeah. Impending doom round three. Um, on round three, you become paralyzed. Taste of your own medicine, Troy. Am I the end of the third round? You are the end of the third round. Oh. Okay, we're gonna roll some damage. We're gonna roll some damage. What is the damage for? It's um, sixty-six damage, (gasps) and you take double because you critically failed. Oh my god! So this spell just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. (sighs) Each round that passes. What's it called again? Impending Doom. Impending Doom. You've said that a hundred times. Aptly named. I mean, it really, it's a good spell. You're picturing that, like, you're you're dying. Um, I have three D6, so I'll roll this twice and then double it. Ooh, that's oh, 11. Yeah. At the end of the spell's duration, if the target was affected, the target witnesses its death and takes 66 mental damage. <laughs> You take 44 points of damage. <gasps> and she oh. dies. Oh she sees herself dying right before she dies. And she dies. Uh- <laughs> oh. How does she die? She sees herself dying. Oh, yeah, and it's like, just the doom grows so close. Maybe like she just gets so terrified that like her hair turns like white and she just like oh. is mortified to death. We watch this woman die. No one's touching her. Nothing's happening visually, and she just dies. Also, she's wearing a mask, so we can't even see her facial expression. Horrifying. It's like the grudge. Yeah, look at Joe. Look at Joe. (laughs) This is a a character that is built to bounce back against failing will saves. Fail a will save, take 15 points of mental damage, and turn into a success. Unless you critically fail, and I critically failed on possibly the worst spell yep. that I could. So she sees the moment of her death and then dies from that. Mo- oh, that is so absolutely juicy, incredible. <laughs> oh I mean, um, Kate, so you brought cool. the witch. Yeah, I mean, that was that was as witchy as it gets. You this are is that hard, witch. but it's I'm that witch. This is hard, but it's like fun when like it goes right. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Um, so yes. for my turn, um, I do want to roll that recall knowledge, and I'm wondering if this last person is like a wilderness creature. He is not. He is okay. a human man. So then I have to roll a medicine check. Well, okay. yeah. Do, 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 do. Where's my medicine? Natural one. That's a nine. You think he is an animal now? <sighs> I don't that? see any yeah, vital human organs. Human man looks like a beaver. <laughs> Hey, I don't see any vital Get organs within this man. <laughs> Get over here, <laughs> So, I guess I'll cast. I was going to cast telekinetic projectile regardless, so mm-hmm. I'll just continue with that. Like some really, really sharp pointy stick on the ground. I don't know. Okay. And chuck it at him. Um, okay. Spell attack. That one probably has the attack uh, yes. trait. Spell attack. So that's a 20 total. 20 total misses this poor sap. Well, you can't win them all. You can't. And that's my turn. That's your turn. This guy is completely outmatched, so I'd like to introduce you to a new part of the show that's called Cinematic Describe Your Kill. Uh, (laughs) Everyone in initiative order, describe how you take this guy out, starting with Suki. Uh, Suki... 
ends her wild shape and her white dress like flutters back over her body in like a second just gone from dinosaur form and she uh <laughs> flaps him <laughs> what did you just do <laughs> and then it goes to Ethel <laughs> Ethel observes the slap and is like alright <gasps> and then steps up and just double slices Ethel it. gasps Double slice. Reaction gasp. Reaction gasp. Reaction gasp. <laughs> and step double up, slice. double slice. Oh, oh. He's starting to go down. Atticus, what do you do? Atticus tries to remember the word. He knows he has the spell memorized. He's twitching. What is the word? What is the word? And it comes to him in a flash, and he spits out the word for telekinetic projectile and pull rips that door off of his hinges and just smashes into the side of the dude. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of nails sticking out of the side of him. <laughs> the guy that goes to Aldo. Uh, Aldo pulls out another vial of alchemist fire, runs up to the guy, shoves the vial into one of the wounds that Ethel made that's inside of him and then he kicks him in the stomach so it explodes inside him. (laughs) And then it goes to Eris as the guy's falling to the ground. So she like is waiting in the back and she sees uh, uh, Suki smack him and she sees Ethel like slice and dice. She sees a door come out of nowhere and whack him and... (laughs) That second, like, he falls to his knees and falls down. She waits for him to die. She goes up, and she starts taking some parts. <laughs> just, oh. Putting them in her cloak. <laughs> and she begins taking parts. <sighs> and he dies. Yes. She takes the parts and puts them into her satchel. And Emilio Daldemain, Senator Daldemain, looks up and says, Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You've saved my life. I, I promise I will give you everything I have, but I have something I can give you right now. And he reaches into one of his chests and he says, Here! And you all level up. Two weeks! Two weeks! Two weeks! Good night, everybody! Good night, everybody! Great Gardner is no more! Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.